7 of The Endless Stream. I am Aiden, and as usual, I am joined by Kevin and Brian. We are three artists, illustrators, animators, and all-round shit-talkers that are going to take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney+. Plus. Wherever you get your content, we're going to take a chunk of it, and we're going to talk about it. Given the nature of these conversations, they are very spoiler-heavy, so if you haven't watched Loki, and you haven't watched The Black Widow, go off and watch those now, and then come back and join the conversation. This week, to celebrate the release of The Black Widow, we are joined by repeat guest Cree Burrows, who you may remember from episode 12, Modoc Beats His Blender. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast and heading over to Instagram or TikTok, where you can follow us at, at The Endless Cast. All of our socials are at The Endless Cast, and we do illustrations to go with each episode, and we pull out clips and we try and engage with our audiences much as we can over there. If you'd like to make a suggestion as to something to watch or you want to just send us a message one way or another, our email address is theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's jump into the episode. The big thing this week is going to be chatting about the Black Widow and I guess Loki as well. We have been talking about Loki week on week. The Black Widow is out now and it is the first Marvel film for feels. Did you say it was two years, Brian? Yep, two years. It was it was so hard. I guess I watched Endgame an endless amount of times, though. <laughs> we had Far From Home after that, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Far From yeah. Home was June-ish 2019, I believe. It was a good tonic for after Endgame. <laughs> mm. it, was, it was a very much a, like, now let's process our feelings about Tony Stark's yeah. death movie. For sure. And it took us all on that journey as well. Um, But there is a bunch of other stuff happening in the world of streaming and broadcasting and television and otherwise so um trailers this week um i I only watched a handful but there were a bunch of others we got the witcher trailer for season two did you guys watch season one of the witcher Uh, nope (laughs) i wish i did but um it's yeah it's that kind of like game of thrones vibe and i just i i never got into that just personally but it does look good in fairness to them is that just fa- is that fantasy or no no it's well it's just the kind of intensity like i love it's Lord quite of the Rings. different from game of thrones i, I think okay. the reason they made it is because there was a proven audience for fantasy stuff with the success of game of thrones and the success of the game yeah but um i've only played the games but they're much more to me they felt much more like a kind of a, a folklore fairy tale type of fantasy as opposed to this kind of gritty Game of Thrones kind of intense fantasy. It's to me anyway. It's it's much more of a fairy tale type thing. It's a bit more grown up and stuff, oh, okay. but it's it's not. It's quite distinct from Game of Thrones. It's very different. There's. I should check it out. Yeah, there's still. I was going to say there's still violence, but like there's a there's a sword fight in the first episode that is gets sort of replayed a lot. It, it's a beautifully choreographed piece of action and Henry Cavill does a great job with it and the stunt crew do a great job of it and it's pretty visceral and as I say that I'm like I don't think we actually ever got anything like that in Game of Thrones like they kind of built up to some fights but you never really got that sort of like set PC style action they always went for a more like just this the cruelty of reality kind of medieval violence kind of thing somebody just gets bluntly hit in the face and it's like oh my god the horror you know, there there is sometimes a difference between oh, just aggressive, realistic violence and then sort of action that's a bit visceral, you know. 
I don't know if I'm selling one over the other here, but like, The Witcher's a little more comic booky in it. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a good advertisement for me, anyways. Mm. It's a funny one because I know that like, it's the game is a Polish studio. Yep. And they've had. I think they've had some shtick about like representation stuff in the past as well like Eastern European stuff sometimes is not I've got to be careful how I broad stroke a nation here but but you know like Poland has some um, fair like I think they have some pretty rough LGBT laws and, and um, yeah. uh, track record wise I don't think that's present in the game I think there's a little rougher sort of mindset in the books not necessarily pertaining to lgbt issues but just sort of general like i don't know misogyny or worldview but um the game is very popular they filtered that out for a broader audience i guess and the show is definitely not going anywhere anything um troublesome in that regard is that fair to say i think so i mean i i I, i'm kind of yielding to brian on this because he's played the games and like if I'm saying anything that's inaccurate, please do uh, tell me to shut up. Witcher 2 trailer, though, really starting to expand the universe. We see a whole bunch of other witchers. What's the name of the girl with the blonde hair that is his destiny? Um, I, I think in the show they still call her Sorella, but the game... I was like, Lorraine? <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's destiny. In the books, she's there's kind of Siri for short in the books. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Does he ever go, "Hey Siri"? I mean, I think he he might. He, he must in the in the game probably. The game is so long, as well. So you know, uh, if he did say it at some point, <laughs> I I've forgotten. One of the things that bothered me about the uh, the first series is there there were a couple of instant instances of them being too sort of tongue in cheek about their content he has this bard sidekick that sings song about him because he's a again Brian knows the games better I just know the show but this character even though he's a necessary thing it- they're kind they're kind of reviled as well because they're to to become a witcher basically they they go through a kind of um training montage no it, it's a it's this kind of lengthy um they're experimented on basically from the age of like 10 or something so they're they're effectively mutants so not only do people not want to have to hire one because needing one means you've got the problem but then witches are very much seen as outcasts they're, they're kind of seen as not human they're they're kind of yeah, yeah they're they're half monsters in order to fight monsters not quite no you know. okay, well. <laughs> but he has this bard sidekick that sings songs about, you know, his his glorious battles in order to try and kind of make him more palatable to people that he meets. They, he builds the legend of Geralt. And one of the lines in it is after a battle with an elf. I say battle. Like, he blows these things way out of proportion. One of the lines in it, he puts every elf right back on their shelf. And it's like... And that, every dwarf on a box. But that's 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 an elf on a shelf reference. Like that's a modern reference to a Christmas tradition. You know what I mean? It they're they're a yeah. little I don't think Tolkien was talking about the fucking Charleston in the middle of <laughs> you know, Lord of the Rings. You stick to the world. Tradition to make a musical though of Lord of the Rings where everybody just like randomly bursts into the Charleston. Yeah, yeah. That's sort a great of idea. Ga- Gatsby Your meets Lord of the Rings. 
yeah. in the film they did like have that line you know where he's like I wasn't dropping no weaves so you know that's Lord of the Rings isn't without its own kind of meta modern humor you know but is is I wasn't dropping no eaves? I, I if that's a reference to something I didn't. That's get a it. reference to taking ecstasy, dropping ease. I wasn't. Oh, but I, it still works within the context. Eaves like dropping, yeah. But, the, but the, yeah, but the joke is that I wasn't. Is it? Yeah. Is that I, like, like is I that the joke? That. Yeah. Or is that just people no, doing drugs? That's the joke. Took that as the no, joke. That's the joke. It's got plenty of uh, of those. Anywho, yeah, that's by way of saying that there's 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 a bit of silly humor in The Witcher as well, and maybe worth a look. It um, I don't know, definitely broadened Henry Cavill's audience. If it wasn't already broad enough with Superman, as broad as his shoulders. Indeed, they are quite expansive. Good morning, morning, Kevin. Um, there, there were some quiet waves as Kevin joined us. Sorry for being late. So the Witcher two trailer or the Witcher season two trailer, more monsters, more um. More witchers by the look of it. I guess they've built that castle set, so I think we'll probably spend a lot of time there. Put you can spot ahead of time where the money's going to be. <laughs> December, I guess Christmas. There's the there's the animated. I don't know is it a short or a series in August before that from from studio uh, studio Mir, the guys behind um, Avatar. Okay. I was going to say Avatar, and then I was like, was it that? Are they ever actually going to release Avatar 2? Yes, but not that Avatar, a different Avatar. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, holy, oh. I hope not. I really hope not. Oh, you see the guys behind yes. Airbender. Yeah, but 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 the, the animated series, not not the... the well, actually, no, there is no movie in Bassing Say. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. It's very good. It's one of Ben Knight's Adam Man's better works. Kev, if you just want to drop off the call. That there, is a joke, can... right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't really make it today, so that was my plan. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Speed Razor sucks. Bye. Jesus Christ, the, the mileage. So, yeah, there's a, an animated... I don't actually... I must check, is it, a, is it a kind of a short film or is it a series? But there's a character from the book and games who's kind of a... Almost like a mentor. At least in the games, he's kind of like a mentor figure to, to Geralt. And I think the animated series is going to follow him in his youth. So it's going to be a cool. kind of a prequel introduction to that character. That that's out in August, before yeah. season two in December. So, looking forward to. There's more. a, there's like in selling The Witcher to Cree, whether or not she'll ever watch it. I'm a hard audience to impress. You you wouldn't be up for watching The Witcher Cree. Well, no, it's not that I wouldn't be up for it. It's just like something. It needs to be very good to grab my attention. I think. Yeah, I'm God. still making my way through the Clone Wars. So I watched. Uh, Bill and Ted's Face Music last night. <gasps> my my standards are a lot less than a lot lower. Than is yours. it good? It was it good though. Was it worth watching? <laughs> no. Oh, no. okay. Right. No, well. it's awful. And I watched the first Bill and Ted movie as well. And you know what? It's not great. I. Mm. <laughs> well, I happen to think that it's excellent. I know it is. It's fun, but it's like it's one of those things that it's just like it's more nostalgic than actually good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can it understand that. There, but it's true. Loki, it's like it has serious uh, TVA vibes. Yeah. Okay. Rufus is like Mobius. Okay. Trying to fix the timeline. There's a three people like the, the timekeepers or whatever. Uh, Bill and Ted or Loki and Sylvie. Pardon? 
Bill and Ted or Loki and Sylvie. It's, yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, yes, they are because they're an anomaly yeah. in the timeline because they don't they, they, because they don't pass their history test. They don't uh, go on to become the Wild Stallions and like uh, create an album that brings unites humanity, you know. Uh, so kind of uh, Rufus is employed by future people to be sent back in time to make sure these guys pass their history test, bring them to different locations to make the presentation, you know. Uh, and then that I corrects do. the timeline. Um, God, I'm so sweaty. Did you just watch the trailer for What If? Yes, I did. It looks really interesting. I really like the the concept because they can basically do whatever they want. Um, so I'm particularly interested interested to see Peggy Carter as Captain America, um, because they're getting the actors as well, or most of the actors, mm. to voice their actual characters, except Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. that that was glaringly <laughs> yeah. not Robert Downey Jr. It's like I feel like you could have just pulled it from the movie. But I know, line, I know, right? um, Sebastian Stan and Haley Atwell are, are doing theirs. So sound like Chris Hemsworth is back. That would be good. Is he? Sounded like he was. Maybe I, maybe I watched something else. Good for him if he was. People people are panicking because they didn't use him for what if, and then apparently he unfollowed a load of his co-stars oh. on social media. I was like, who cares? But it was well, it was all over my news feed. People were like, going, Robert Downey Jr. has unfollowed his co-stars. What does it mean? It's like nothing. Like chill yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> But I, I saw I saw three or four different. It's the biggest act of war you can commit yeah. these days. Yeah. yeah, but it was three or four newspapers, like not not even kind of you know mm-hmm. clickbaity kind of stuff. It was like newspapers talking about it. But uh, it's crazy. Well, he he could have easily just been like, hey, like I'm just not asked for Instagram. I'm just gonna unfollow a bunch of people. Yeah, and his co-stars knew it. Maybe he even said this because his parents. Oh, once all well, this was over, I, do I'm you just think he follow. runs his Instagram? I don't, I don't think anybody runs their own. No, Instagram. exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they don't. No, just me. Donald Trump, definitely not. Um, and Aiden. The yeah, that showed. I tell you, if I'm trying to put logic on it, unfollow all of those people because first of all, who he's following doesn't fucking matter a fuck. Mm. And then next time he does a movie with Scarlett Johansson and they want to build a hype machine, then they can refollow, and you've got another news story. You know? Yeah, it's not like they're you, dead. You to can each make other an event out of these things, even though yeah. they're dead in universe, but. <laughs> He's done it for over a decade. He's been Marvel's fucking poster boy. Like, I'm sure he wants to get back to he just wants other movies. Aiden, you shaved your beard. It looks great. Yeah. Does it? Missed opportunity to give yourself an Iron Man beard, though. Like, a bit um, of a do. That, that never that, ne- that never works out well. It barely worked out well in the yeah, Iron Man I'm, movie. I'm, I'm contemplating shaving mine off. The beard's thinned out and I went to just sort of trim it back and, and I'm like, okay, shave this fucker back and let's see if we can get a clean growth in. Um, anyway, beard talk. Welcome to beard talk. My skin's too I, dry. I feel like I, I'm oh. not qualified for this conversation. <laughs> Cree, you can have opinions about beards. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, they're great. I mean, I mean, as Hollow like for Halloween once I went as Brothor from Endgame, which was oh, very really good. fun and I had a fake beard and it was all fun and games yeah it's the best best idea for a halloween costume i've ever had because it was the most comfortable thing i was literally wearing pajamas it was fab i mean it would be easy for me i wouldn't have to do much just get a <laughs> just get a hammer well i actually had stormbreaker oh. as a as a nice ooh, yeah it was that was fun to wield around and play around with it was fun but uh you brian you any thoughts on the visuals of what if of course i do i hate them yeah okay let's go (laughs) really 
I don't like them either. I'm not mad about how they look. I thought if each episode was a different animation style, it would be better. Oh, that that would have been a good concept. But they went for that real computer game cell shady stuff. They they should have done mm. an animatrix on it. Like mm. get a bunch of different creators. Very. I mean, it's Star Wars are doing that and it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that called? I don't remember. <laughs> okay, I'll do a little Google. Star Wars Visions. Visions. Visions is it? Yeah, there. I saw like a a samurai take and I'm like well they've been talking about how Star Wars could be a samurai movie forever and how Kurosawa influenced mm. it is so it's kind of cool to see um, yeah, that art but they, they got I think there's like nine studios and like some of the like top studios in Japan mm. doing mm. stuff um, this is a big missed opportunity I think doing a ball in one style that looks like a PS2 I was just going to say it looked like a cutscene great minds no I actually I I think the animation could grow on me I'm not particularly fussed about it Um, I'm just excited for the concept in stills it looks lovely yeah yep it does yeah it's just it's very stiff kind of it's in stills like like the shots of the 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 Iron Man suit the shots of the Captain Carter thing like it looks lovely there's so yeah. much it detail really to nice. it, but when you see any of the performance shots where you hear a voice and you see faces moving it's like these faces are barely barely connected to the yeah like it's like i don't know maybe the action the animation's amazing but the rigs also look kind of limited so i feel like it'd be kind of stiff yeah, yeah. I, I follow a lot of those artists like on between twitter and instagram like big fans of their work but in motion I don't like the, the kind of look of the show, but I'll definitely check it out. I'm kind of interested in the the story potential from it. So, who do we see in the trailer? We see, we see t- Captain Carter as a super soldier, Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really cool concept. Um, Killmonger is in it. Yes, yeah. Killmonger, Killmonger saves back, yeah. Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah. In yep. the trailer, yeah. Um, which sort of makes sense. Like they said that he was a sort of American soldier of fortune kind of yeah you know employed by whatever it would be cool if every um, notch on his skin in this one is like someone he saved oh yeah oh, sorry that's just randomly nice just popped into my head because like they could do whatever they want so they could t- flip that it, on its head it's, too. it's still a psychopathic reaction to an achievement oh, totally yes you know like yeah. like I've, I've bought 10 coffees I get a free one but free at one least you're a psychopathic scars. good guy because this is true that's <laughs> If you're going to be on the scale of it, you may as well be on one side of it. Chaotic good. Would T'Challa yeah. have that accent if he was raised by... I was thinking that, but... The Reavers. But, but then, like, you know, if you think about it, Quill, Quill doesn't talk like this. Do you know, like, when we're... This, this is true also. You know, kind of the, the Ravagers do talk like that, so he would have, like, a weird kind of southern accent and Quill doesn't, so if we're not going to hold Quill to the same standard, I don't know. Um... Because he that's, was wa- he was raised like I mean so you would have an accent but um, like maybe you could I mean th- this is like scraping the bottom of the barrel here in terms of excuses but you could say like oh it's part of their character that they want to hold on to what they came from so they fight yeah. tooth but, and nail to keep their own accent. But he was, so, he maybe. was if it's if it's T'Challa kind of in the Star Lords uh, universe and stuff. Just, uh, Peter Quill was abducted at like a young age, but like nine or ten maybe or something like that, you know. Uh, so yeah. if he grew up in Wakanda, yeah. he'd one hundred percent have that accent and would for the rest of his life. Yeah. I tattooed somebody recently who was born in the UK, was there for me, like 
not even two years when they were born and came back and live in Lucan and have a tick and have an English accent. You know, it's just, it just it just happens, I guess. You know, your maybe their parents were around had an English accent, it rubs off. But like, it's really, it's yeah. really accents are just one of those things that like, it's it's, it's like people either have them or they don't. But it's like it's like people pick them up and lose them so easily. Yeah. Mm. You know. So yeah, I think he would retain his accent. I wouldn't have an issue with that at all. Did Chadwick record voice what work kind for of this? this? I don't know. No, it doesn't no. sound like okay. it. It sounds like someone else. It, so- yeah. it sounds yeah. like a voice actor. Because he died, middle yeah. of last year. Yeah. Um, it just feels like they've been working on this for a while, so they might have had the voice. Actually, working. I got him. I picked up uh, Avengers kind of versus Moon Knight type of stuff, Age of Kashnu, and uh, it was a run last year. Konshu? I always pronounce it wrong. Konshu, yeah. Um, I always read things once and then it's in my head and then that's how I pronounce it forever. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin is on a Moon Knight quest. Um, he is currently buying up anything and everything he can get that's kind of Moon Knighty. I don't think it's that dementedly driven, but it definitely is happening. I've got a Moon Knight comic here, Kev, if you want to buy um, it. It's 500 is it the euro. only one of it? Yeah, I'll take it. It's, it's I'll a take one it. off. Yeah, 600, it's 600. The one. It's the only one. Yeah, you, Moon are you still are you still eBaying for the thrill? No. That's a yes. No. <laughs> so tell us about the moon. I was just going to say on the cover of it, it does have like a little bar at the top that uh, is in kind of um, memory oh, of really? yeah yeah yeah. So they obviously printed a ton of comic books in two thousand and twenty, all with the same kind of banner mm. at the top that, of memory of Chadwick yeah, Black Panther, Black Panther. I can't pronounce his name. Chadwick Boseman. Pardon. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I just want to do a Michael Roddy Jr. thing again. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Did you did you mean to say Michael Roddy no, Jr.? No, I didn't. Hey, look, I, I called Sean Astin, Sean Ashmore, Ashmore, so we're all guilty. Yeah. I'm, Michael Roddy Jr. Think. Yeah, I know. That was your reach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You, it, it's amazing. It's, I love it. I do love it. It's like it's some some of the right sounds. We all know who you're talking about. Uh. Uh. Okay, uh, I guess. What if is August? We'll see where we land on it. I don't know. Some of the animated shows stuff we've been trying to watch and talk about, like it hasn't really. You know, Modoc. We we kind of tried to watch and talk about that a little bit, but like it just didn't connect. Um, I guess that robot chicken style. Are they going to do this once a week as well? I hope not. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, I would I, say I would, that would they prefer... would to drag I, it I, out. I, sort of. I, th- mm. I think, yeah. Mm. I think this is much better suited to dropping it all at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. As an as an anthology, but they they probably won't because they're right. they're trying to like draw it out so that people will you know if you mm. can have like the least amount of time in between Marvel content this year. I think that's probably what they'll try to do. I think I think it's a mistake for for this type of stuff. We we probably all would have binged Modoc yeah. if it was all mm-hmm. at once, and we might have landed. It's c- yeah, because it, it's know? kind of like the um, Animatrix in that sense that like it is content that can be delivered uh, and binged, you know. And it probably should be do that, should do that as it's not like a standalone or each episode is like a standalone thing essentially. Yeah, yeah, it'd be easier to digest. And um, another thing, I mean, not everybody is li- going to watch what if like we're going to watch what yeah. if but they don't want us picking on one episode for a week yeah like it's not they should have just thrown a bunch of concepts at us and let us be impressed rather like than the robots thing we watched yeah yep. love death and robots we plowed through that and gave that like like 
we were just generally yeah. impressed. But if I had to mm. pick out one of those episodes for a week, yeah, you were gonna you were, you were gonna say something there, Cree, I think. Yeah, actually, because what I was thinking with like another issue with Modok is like it's it's fairly short. You know, like the Loki and One Division and Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes, they're long enough for you to pick it apart. Mm. It's pra- they're practically like mm. mini movies. Mm. But Modok yeah. was only like what twenty odd minutes or so. Like that every that, week is yeah, like that, that. you know people aren't gonna. But the, even the thing there is when I was trying like the first three or four episodes, I tried yeah. to watch them before I came on here. I felt like a long twenty minutes. It did. It was a I, long. I, I don't think it's maybe funny enough for you to it to keep your attention. Not not like no shade to it, just personally. I've not know. watched it since we kind of decided that we're not going to really cover on the pod anymore. Not in a bad way. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. uh, I have not watched it because I don't have kind of the time to do it. But I was enjoying it, and I'd probably pick it up. Like you know, I'm kind of it's one of those things that I'm not invested in it, so I can just enjoy it for the two laughs I get from it, and it's fine. I'm not going to necessarily yeah. criticize it because it made me laugh twice in 20 minutes. That's that's pretty okay, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But that's what we're saying. When there's a whack of it there, I'm going to yeah. watch it. Yeah. But. Um. Back on the list of trailers, um, I watched the trailer for Val. Did anybody oh else gosh, watch that? I was that? just going to break. Absolutely. I actually watched it before you um, sent it on to us, and I'm definitely going to watch it. Val Kilmer is such an interesting dude. Oh, yeah, um, poor Val. Yeah. That's that's going to be like. And, and all of the, the footage I was kind of nerding out over, I was like, oh my God, I need to see this. For context for the listeners, uh, there was a trailer this week for Val, which is a documentary about the life of Val Kilmer. Kind of autobiographical. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, it I sets think. up the idea. It's going to Amazon work. Prime, I think. And when's it released? In cinemas, July 23rd, August 6th for Prime Video. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. So he, he sets up in the trailer, or whoever's doing the voice work in the trailer sets up that he was the youngest person he knew who ever had a video camera you know growing up he had a video camera from a very young age and i guess he as a bit of a hobbyist has filmed some or all of the shit that goes on in his life very much like everybody does now with their phones but you were more of a weirdo in those days because you actually had to like stack a shit ton of cassettes on a (laughs) wall somewhere just like lots and lots of beta tapes or vhs tapes he's the og um, he he had a lull in his career had what looked like the beginnings of a revival or a renaissance with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang yeah he was Perry was he Perry Mason in that or something is that his character's name Perry, Perry something White or, or Perry Mason I don't know the platypus gay Perry was gay it? Perry yeah he was brilliant in it I thought you said Katie Perry. Perry and I was like okay <laughs> uh, he was brilliant in it he was brilliant First thing that comes into my brain being in my generation when someone says Perry is the platypus. What's that? <gasps> Phineas and Ferb, you guys. No, not, not a good cartoon. No. It's ugly looking and stupid. Next question. <laughs> the kind of, I guess, the reveal at the end of this trailer, is it's not something that we didn't know. We like The world was aware that um, Val Kilmer had had throat cancer over yeah. the last couple of years. He's had a couple of movie appearances where you see him and you go, oh boy, he does not look well. I hope he's okay. And this is the first time you kind of get a clear sense that like he's using a voice yes, box. Yeah. His his larynx is kind yeah. of, I don't know to what extent the damage is, but yeah, he's not communicating well. And that, that's kind of the point they make it. So he's taken the time to sort of put this documentary thing together. He was doing this uh, Mark Twain tour. where he It was like, a woman show, wasn't it? 
it was a one man show, he it, and he? he, yeah, and he did this performance that was much. It was, I think it was very well received, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I could be wrong. That sounds about right. What was weird was when he started like touring the video and doing Q and A's as Mark Twain and stuff. It was a little odd, um, that he sort of like went down that rabbit hole. But uh, I'm going to give this a watch. It's chock full of footage of, you know, well, in the trailer anyway of sort of eighties Brat Pack, Kevin Bacon. I mean, I wonder if there's any footage yeah. from Top Gun. More behind the scenes volleyball. <laughs> I can only dream. Or even, like, I mean, he's been in some of my favorite films, like Willow and and Real Genius are like standout in Tombstone in films that I like. Yeah. Yeah, I have Tombstone tattoo in my ribs. Oh, amazing! Yeah, Do you? I'll be a Huckleberry. It's a quote that Val Kilmer. It's a, something Val Kilmer says in a movie as he plays Doc Holliday. Yeah, he was he was really good on that. He inhabited the character so well. I saw that movie recently and I didn't Tombstone. like it. Really? I thought it was very silly. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, it's um, it's it's like exaggerated and things, but I I think it's watchable for sure. Yeah, I'm always gonna love it. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a there's a an extended sort of monologue over a montage of is it Kurt Russell mm-hmm. saying if I see anybody with a red scarf I will shoot them on sight and then there's just like a murder montage and I'm like is this the hero? It's a, it's a bit it's murder. It's it was probably as realistic as or it's probably like a, a fairly it's accurate portrayal. Yeah. I mean it's called Tombstone don't expect like Sunshine and Daisies. This is true. Mm. I know it's the name of the town but still. No you're right yeah yeah yeah. Sunshine and Daisies weird town. Sunnydale. <laughs> yeah. Summer Bay. Uh, so that's Val. A valiant effort. Anyone watch any other trailers then? I know there's a bunch of other stuff listed. Um, there's a Sweet Girl with Jason Momoa, which looks odd. Um, I don't know what to say about so it. So it looks mm. like you don't want Momoa that. Anyone else? I, I can't do puns. I'm awful at puns. <laughs> um, I think he means shows that you've seen oh, or trailers. Um I mean, I got that, but I just, I couldn't respond with a pun. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Um, pun match. Yes. Listen, editing works. Editing works. <laughs> Let's take a moment to workshop it. I don't men know it. I don't. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I don't Jason. <laughs> what did you watch this week, Kev? Um, what did I watch this week? So, I, I, well, I think for the most part this week, we have watched... Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Nice. Oh, you're still going through the, yeah. the rewatch yeah. with Emer. Oh, were you doing chronological yeah. then? So, uh, yes, in the, in, the, in the order of the MCU timeline, yes. I still need to do that. Do the two Guardians sort of go right after each other? Yeah, they, they're, they do yeah, actually, back yeah. Back to back. Back to back in the real range. Christian woman in the devil's hand. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Avengers Age of Ultron Ant-Man that's what we watched this week and we started watching Civil War and Civil War is brilliant I'm actually enjoying all these movies more this this time around to be honest all of them okay even if like sometimes I'm thinking it's like it's like I probably enjoyed it more than the first time well that's a fairly entertaining bunch of them hmm I hate both Guardians films okay well I'm not gonna acknowledge that (laughs) I'll say it again I hate both Guardians. Did you did, did anyone hear a faint whispering? Brian doesn't like Or am fun. I going crazy? Um, <laughs> Emer, Emer's least favourite, I think, of so far of what we watched, though, Winter Soldier. 
Yeah, good choice. She doesn't like it. Oh, what? Oh, okay. No, she doesn't I thought you like said it. her it's one favorite. Of my favorites. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. She loves Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Ant Man. That is a good choice. And she was really enjoying Civil War. She thought Civil War was phenomenal. Winter Soldier didn't work for her. No, no. She said there wasn't enough character development. She didn't really care. Right. I mean, I probably told her beforehand it was one of my favorites, so that's probably why she doesn't like it. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. yeah. No, we know. We know that's she why. needs to maintain dominance in the relationship. I I just have to say. Because, like, I, I've been watching, in the lead-up to Black Widow, I've been chronologically watching all of her movies, up to and including Civil War, and Winter Soldier has, like, some of the best action scenes in the MCU. Oh, I love Winter Soldier, yeah. Like, the, the car chase, um, like, Bucky using the knife, like, the choreography is exquisite. Mm. And it's, I think the Russo brothers absolutely nailed their Captain America movies. Yeah, I love I love that scene where he's running through the walls and it's like practical effects and stuff. It's like fun stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's really it's really engaging. Uh, Civil War is so good though, best Captain America movie ever. Yeah, because it's like you've got the great action and you know compelling characters and stuff, but with it's basically Avengers two point five. Yes. So like, mm. and the airport scene is so much fun. Oh god, and I love you can just it. watch that on repeat. Like, yeah, I like there's some. I I I love the like, the parallel to like when the two when the two of them are, when the two sides are charging at each mm. other, and it feels kind of empty. Yeah. Like, the fight that then ensues is great, but I do love the parallel of coming back to Endgame when it's so full at that point yeah. where we've just got. Yeah everybody it's so nice to see basically the same shot just packed loads fleshed out oh fuck yeah that shot didn't look empty at the time though like I remember seeing that shot the first time and going yeah ah my god just yeah I thought the fight was great I thought that shot looked sparse it does it does but we had never seen anything like that before Maybe it needed to be sparse to highlight maybe, it. Maybe it's because of the environment, in a sense. Yeah. But um, I mean, it is an airport, like. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty yeah. uh, vacant airport. But uh, oh, like it's so good. Like a uh, Spider-Man stuff, and it's brilliant. And like people are kind of saying, like, yeah. why? Why are you talking so much to him? <laughs> you know, it's like this is yeah. a fight. You shouldn't be talking so much. You know, hmm. even Captain. I, I don't know you? if you've been in a fight before, but there's usually not this much talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, even Ca- uh, Iron Man saying to him like. Uh, you do exactly like we we talk kid like uh, keep your distance and like shoot yeah. webs or something he doesn't want to get like too close because he's he only also a said kid. go for your legs yeah 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 like yeah the, the, like that star wars that really old movie star wars and it's just like how old is this guy it's okay so i do i do have a bone to pick with that though like uh, peter parker is a nerd there is no way he would refer to it that really old movie empire strikes back he refers to hoth as the ice planet and the adats as walkie thingies and i'm like there is no way in hell that man and his friend ned they pil- build lego death stars they, they, they had a play date to build a giant they, Lego like death they know star. hoth and adats it's not rocket science but they had to do that for maybe people who aren't as versed in star wars uh, I, I, knew I was like an, that is not true to his character i knew it was <laughs> exactly 80 you know but uh but I call him AT-ATs. He, he had to dumb it down for yeah. Iron Man. Basically. Yeah. Ah. Oh, he was trying to be cool. Yeah. He was trying to be like, I'm not this completely yeah. into this. You know, yeah. you know, there's like old yeah. sci-fi movies that like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old movie that I'm totally not <laughs> yeah, obsessed I with. I see. You know? yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, I love Star Wars movies and I couldn't tell you half of that stuff. But then I don't retain any information. Ever. About anything. Well, 
Who was the co-star in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Val Kilmer? Gay Perry. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Michael Downing Jr. Uh, it was Robert Dangerfield. <laughs> okay. Robert Downey Sr. passed oh, no. away. That's why he unfollowed people. Yeah, why do people yeah. care if he's unfollowed people his dad died? Why is he on Instagram unfollowing people his dad died? <laughs> there are two types of people. Maybe maybe he was just like, anybody who, do- like, these are all my friends I've worked with for the last 20 years. None of them have fucking said anything to me about my father dying. Fuck him. Unfollow. Can, can we just do a little hop back and go, hey, did anybody ever watch Rover Dangerfield? No, never. What is it? I mean. Yes. No. I did. I'm what, just what trying even, to read Kev's expression. What even is that? I'm intrigued. So there's a there's a stand up comedian called Rodney Dangerfield, yes. okay. who he looks he looks like he's in total recall. Not really child friendly, and, his, uh, and the pressure's affecting his face. <laughs> okay, I have yeah. a mental image now. He 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 was like what seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties, sixties and seventies. He was a club comic. He was on the Tonight shows with Carson and stuff. My and girl told me to come over. There's nobody home. I went over. There's nobody home. <laughs> He's excellent. My wife was leaving me. I said, "Is there somebody else?" She said, "There's gotta be." Yeah. I just, uh, wow. I just, and he'd be like, I just flew in here, and boy, my arms are tired. Oh, that's him. He, he's, 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 oh, okay. He's that guy. Um, and my parents bought me that like VHS in like the bargain basement fucking discount store of Arnott's when it was like eight, and it's Rodney Dangerfield as yeah. a dog. And it's his, so good. That's it. That, that's that's it. End, of, end, end of pitch. Of, yeah. End of synopsis. Um, he's got a little tie. He does a little. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got a tie. He does the whole thing. It's very very good. Well, I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I did like it. I, I always associate yeah. it with um, Rock and Do the Do or something like that. Like I feel like. Yeah, that that era yeah, stuff. I feel like we might be the same company or yeah. or Roddy Dangerfield had a bit in it. I don't know. It's such a weird decision that like this club comic who is now aging into just walking around his own stand-up club in nothing but a bathrobe mm. like in the later years of his life comedians now talk about yeah we turn up to see Rodney and like he's not wearing shorts under that robe and he's on stage and he just turns a bit quickly and the whole room gets a good look oh at, Jesus Christ people are mad the danger like, zone he didn't he didn't yeah. he didn't care he, like he, he cleaned up so nicely to go on things like the tonight show but he was like a messy individual Eddie Murphy did a same anecdote about him mm. when you know when he was doing the press run for Coming to America yeah. too. He, he basically he basically talked about how about one of the first times that uh, Dangerfield had seen Eddie Murphy, and he kind of said something to the effect that you know I think I'm pretty sure it was Dangerfield anyway, but he said something to the effect like and it was very early before Eddie Murphy had blown up, and he kind of saw him and he, he basically said you know you're not going to get very far. You're, you're kind of too vulgar, you know, basically. And then a couple of years later, they're in the bathroom together and it's after Eddie's the biggest thing in the world, you know, the, I think after one of, or maybe both of his stand-up things, they're in the bathroom together and they're kind of at the urinal and Dangerfield just kind of goes up and he's doing his business and doesn't really acknowledge him. And just, just as he's zipping up, he just kind of gives him a look and he goes, eh, who knew, you know? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Obviously, Murphy tells it a lot yes, better. Yes, but no, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, great, great times. Good animations. Yeah. Rover Dangerfield. Not for kids, I'd imagine. Not particularly for kids. I watched it when I was like, I, I'm pretty sure. We oh, had definitely. Video was well. Pardon? It, it was 100% for kids. Yeah. But like, it is like, 
a, a Vegas showgirl's sleazy boyfriend doesn't like the dog, so she throws it off the Hoover mm. Dam. I do not remember any of the plot. Oh, I, I remember that. that. And, oh, I watched it a lot. I'll I watched it a lot a too. Christmas but... tree. A Christmas tree is safe from me. Oh, what would Santa think of me if I did it on a Christmas Enough. tree? I know the songs. Well, he knows it way more. Um, and he ends up uh, a, a city dog living on a farm. And um, he has to learn to live a simple life. And it's like, oh, this is... I don't know if this movie holds up at all, but I loved it as a kid. Wow. Well, that was a roller coaster. Sorry, I no that 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 was interesting. So you watched Civil War. That's the perfect segue <laughs> to the film that happens immediately after Civil yeah. War, the Black it's, Widow. It, to be honest, it's such good timing because, uh, like, we like we had to finish watching Civil War, but then like I straight into Black Widow. Like if if it literally came out right at the moment that we'd have to watch Amazing. it within the MCU. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah, <laughs> and. It's before we even get into like wildly discussing it, I guess. I was thinking about it. Captain Marvel, for me, I think you need to watch to Infinity War and then go back and watch Captain Marvel. Right. Because there's enough nudge, nudge, wink, winks to the MCU that follows that are funny yeah. if you've watched them in that order, but are just weird. Captain Marvel chronologically is moments. actually only second. Mm. Do you know, it, go, it goes the first yeah. Avenger and then right yeah. into Captain Marvel, which kind of feels yeah. weird in the context of what you're watching. But some of the, like, there are jokes or there are nod- nods and winks towards what happens in other Avengers or yeah. Marvel movies to come yeah. that are nice little nods when you're like, oh, I Last know what's coming. Last time I trusted someone, if I you... lost an eye. Okay. Exactly. And then when you see that happen and it's to a cat, it's like, that's funny. <laughs> but if you... It, it's just a little bit more of a dead moment yeah. if you watch it in chronological order. Because... This fits perfectly, though, Black Widow. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's going to be fine. Um, which, okay, okay. Bri- which one me. comes first, actually, chronologically? Black Panther or Black Widow? Because I know that Black Panther happens fairly soon after Civil War. So basically, As I, does Homecoming, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, so basically, as far as I'm aware, between Civil War and... Is it Endgame or whatever one is first? There's a bunch of movies Infinity that War. you can kind of watch. Yeah. In technically black widow technically black widow happens before the end of civil war if you think before about the end yeah he's right yeah. yeah yeah you could almost that's that's so true actually because I, I read that you could almost yeah, pause at the moment true. watch the black widow we've story. all seen it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she, she okay she's, actually then let, let's just do this for everybody i know i flag this up top that we talk wild about things and this is spoiler heavy conversation territory yes. we are now going to talk black widow to death yeah so she's already dead. Seen it, it's impossible. That's actually your she's first big dead. spoiler. She's dead this whole time. I'll just. This is at the very end, so we can then jump backwards. But mm-hmm. when she gets the Quinjet at the end of the film, mm-hmm. she's got to go yeah, break yeah. out um, Falcon and everybody else with Cap. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So presumably Cap doesn't break them out by himself. So at the end of Civil War, where. It's Tony Stark reading the letter that comes with the phone and he's saying, yeah. That's true. you know, if you need me, I'll be there. And then it cuts to him walking out of the shadows Into. in the raft. Yeah. Um, so technically, Black Widow happens in between that because... Yeah. Can you send me a time, can you send me a time stamp, a stamp of that, Brian? So when I'm watching Civil War, I can pause at that moment. <laughs> then I can watch... No, I'm serious. And then I'll oh, watch... Oh, okay. Then I'll watch Black Widow and then I'll resume it. Wow. 
Well, technically, yeah. Black I mean, Panther would could... happen within that time too, because that's only like a couple of, like a week or so, or or something after Civil War. And Black Widow, I mean. Do they be... have the funeral for T'Chaka? T'Chaka um... in Black Panther. Black Panther is two weeks after, I think, Civil yeah. War. So, so it after. is actually after Civil War, but some of Black Widow happens before Civil War even ends. So thing. I have No, but I mean, but, but like by the time that Steve goes, because like Black Widow seems to take place over some amount of time. We do don't you know, know I mean? when Steve went. Yeah. So like Black Panther ha- happened after most of the events of Civil War, but did it happen before Steve broke them? I mean, I'm just being like, it doesn't matter in the slightest. But, but, I'm just but what I'm saying is you, 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 you can watch Black Panther technically afterwards yes yeah. but the thing is because yeah. it's not black widow happens before the end of civil war yeah. ends we know that for certain because she's got to go fly off with steve to save them and that happens at the end of the film yeah. so yes before the end of that movie all, but we all, don't, all, we, all of we, black widow happens before the civil war civil the civil war movie ends yeah. yes that's yes. brilliant yeah. we don't know when they go and break them out yeah like that could be eight months after like yeah. t- Robert Downey Jr. could get the letter and then eight months later they break them out of fucking prison because by but, that time he had developed yeah. um, prosthetics for for Rhodey to not be paralysed anymore yeah the exoskeleton yeah there you go on the list Kev seems to have on something on the list it says like it's Captain America Civil War then technically Black Widow oh. I put that in there myself yeah um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Thor: Ragnarok, Ant-Man: The Wasp, and Infinity. Okay, War. okay. Technically, Doctor Strange has to happen before Winter Soldier, though. Spider-Man: Homecoming. What? Because. Hold on, what? hold on. Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was Homecoming a target of Project Insight. He... Oh, you're. He was a target, but that doesn't mean it happens. Yeah, yeah but he wouldn't he be on the radar at all if he was just like. Well, no, he would because doctor. that's that's the that's the potential that it had is that it knows people that could become a threat in the future when he was so he, a doctor, he doesn't have to be though. Doctor Strange yet yeah Just but that, like, that, that, yeah, that, that is true they were looking yeah. at people as potential it's like threats. the whole thing of like calling it before it actually even happens it's, it's it, it was essentially report. predicting the future how could report. it predict though that he like I mean have that's you watched fairly... the documentary Minority Report and Person of Interest no I dream of Chrome and um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but he's not yet Doctor Strange in. in well, he is technically Winter Doctor Soldier. Strange. He's a doctor. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, of course he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. He's Cree. So what? What's the suggestion? Here. Well, I look, he's as a as a surgeon, he is potential. a potential security leak. Yeah, I'm like I'm struggling no, it, to it, understand how they could possibly predict that he would become a sorcerer. Predicting the future. It's predicting the future. Yeah. Mm. I mean. Well, listen. the The ancient one knew the twenty first century Strange was five years coming, and he's going to be the best of book. us. Hmm. And Zola, Zola's algorithm taught them how to read it. It sums it up You're in right. two lines. I've watched what is it now? I've watched what well, I've seen them all, obviously, but I've watched basically fifteen of these movies. Like, I think it's like only now I'm starting to piece together, like the whole stone thing. But even then, like it's just like let's you mean just paperweights. Car- Yes, exactly. Let's clarify a few things. I know this is like really going off of the topic of Black Widow. But, you come back. So the first stone, right? How many stones is there all together? It's like seven, right? Six. Six. That's six. Right. six infinity That's stones. Yeah. The first one we meet is the Tesseract this is it. with this Captain America. The Red Skull pulls it out of the so church. So the Red Skull pulls it out of the church, right? 
Mm-hmm. How did it get to yep. the church again? Because it's like a Norse sort of burial. It was like Yggdrasil, which is the tree of life. Um, it was kind of like around there. So it's like, an, I'm presuming it was like a Norse thing. So that would tie up with Asgardians and yeah. stuff. So the Asgardians they, have... They, they place it in an old Nordic church just to kind of allude... Like, the filmmakers are just trying to allude to what's coming in terms of Thor and Asgard. Yeah. Odin hid it there. Yeah. Well, ultimately, it's going to come down to Odin Does that come it. up in the movies? There is one of the Thor movies where... Is it is it Hell? Is it Cape Blanchett's Hell sees the Tesseract in... Um, no, she sees the Infinity Gauntlet and calls it a fake. And says fake? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought she was saying the, the Tesseract. Okay, take it back. Okay, so... Yeah, the Gauntlet was, was fake. I was going to say, so there's six of them, right? The first one we come into contact with is in Captain America, technically, uh, yep. the yep. first Avenger, and it's Red Skull discovers it in a church, mm-hmm. and he sure. uses that then to create all this stupid technology for Hydra. Yeah. Yes. How did they get that kind of technology? Did just harness power from the Tesseract and were able to get that technology, or there was alien influence, or? Is it just? Is it? Are we just admit this? Is like it's sci-fi Nazi science fiction. Yeah, I mean, you're, co- you're supposed science. to be like, oh, they're geniuses. It, it's it's a cult sci-fi yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah. okay. I, I can I can I can deal with that. Um, just one second. Yeah, we we are to, we are to accept that Hydra's science division at that point is advanced enough to take a power source of that level and yeah, you know, direct okay, it. So that's the first one. Because it's like and, Howard Stark okay. was on to creating a new element, but he was limited by the technology of his time. It's that kind of. Thing. like if he had been able to it's like the I suppose what they're trying to say is like Hydra if they were able to if they had access to this amazing power source they would be able to then create weapons of that magnitude yeah okay fair mm-hmm. so that's the first one and then mm. uh, I just want to so the Tesseract then is taken by Loki in in Avengers because yeah. that's when he that's when he uh takes clint and puts him under a spell that's yeah. when he takes the scientist guy puts him under a spell yeah that, that's because they gave him the mind stone yeah and the mind stone is scepter. in his it's in the scepter, scepter. yeah that was oh. given to him by thanos by okay thanos, okay yeah. so thanos gave him to the use. scepter so it was like ron mm-hmm. the accuser was going to get the stone off peter quill yeah uh, and give it to thanos so thanos would destroy a planet but then ronan was just like i can use this myself uh and then in in the Thanos and Loki thing, Thanos gave Loki the scepter with the Mind Stone. Yeah. Uh, was it their Was it their plan to? It w- wasn't it Loki's plan to the Avengers to take it, because he was going to unleash the Hulk then. Say was it Was it Loki's plan for the Avengers to essentially imprison him and take the scepter because he was going to? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of implied that he's influencing them. Yes. Loki. Okay. Well, anyway, so so the Tesseract gets. Then, then the Tesseract is frozen with Captain America. That's at the end of Captain America, but the Tesseract exists in Avengers. Well, it, I think taken, it was in the bottom of the ocean, actually, Captain Marvel. That, that Howard Stark took it out. He fished it out of the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and, and then, then it, it lives it, in that New Jersey base for 50 yeah. years. And then it's in their possession in Captain Marvel, because they're using it then to try to develop the, yeah. the spaceship. Yeah, okay. So Tesseract is the first one. And then the second stone we see is the mind stone with Loki, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the reality. And then no, then then um the next one technically is I don't know, it could be the reality stone. I don't know the name of it. Uh, sorry, Cree, but is it the one that's in Tor two, the black Yeah, that's dark. that's the reality yeah, that's one. The reality. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. ether. The, the ether, ether one, the dark yeah. ether one, yeah. So 
so that's the third one that we that we see technically at this point. Yeah. And mm. then the fourth one power. we see is the is is the power stone, and, and that's time. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, then they use they use the mind stone from Loki's great vision. Yeah. Yeah, from the scepter. scepter yeah. But it's to, already given the twins the powers. So it's already given the twins the powers, yes. Yeah. And then th- whenever they get the scepter, as Tannis gets the scepter, gives it Loki, Loki, and then they, they use it, the Avengers have it, and they use it to create um, vision. Yeah. Uh, and then that's pretty much it up until, like... Doctor Strange yeah. has the time stone. In the mm-hmm. Eye of Agamotto. The Sorcerer Supreme has the so time stone. So how many stone. stones is that now? And then... The, that's five. That's five. And then, and then the, the soul, soul we were never introduced. Forming. Yeah, we were only introduced to the soul stone in Infinity. And that's the one that um, Red Skull is protecting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the what's the one that you said um, Doctor Strange has? The time stone. Time. Time, time stone. stone. And how does he get that? He gets that from Tilda Swinton. The sorcerer's yeah. habit. They're in possession. Tilda, Tilda Swinton has it in Scotland. Taylor, Taylor Swift Tilda. has it in Scotland. Yes. Taylor Swift has it. Yes. Was she... <laughs> She can protect it. She's hmm. a strong woman who can battle exes with her songs and her melodies. Yeah. Taylor Swift, she's, she's great music she's got for bad blood. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I got lost in her Tilda Swinton. She's got bad blood. Okay. My bad blood. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I actually love this song. Shake it, shake it. Not the, shake not it the, off, the, but yeah. Shake it off, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you just sang it. Yeah, I know, me, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I always do that. So that that's Black our, Widow. Yes, <laughs> that's our, that's our that's our Infinity Stone roundup. That's our Black Widow review. Yeah. And then also Loki, obviously. And uh, as we discovered, yes. the TVA uses hundreds of the yeah. most paperweights. Yes. Black Black Widow. Black, Black Widow, Widow opens Black. with uh, 1995. We meet a family of uh, sleeper cell Russian agents in the middle of Ohio. Yeah. Um, David Harbour, Rachel Weiss. We have two children that are clearly Natasha and Yelena, who is Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh. Mila Jovovich's yeah. daughter. It looks like Mila Jovovich. Yeah. 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 Identical. Yeah, identical and kind of, you know, like no no badness to her. She's a great actress or whatever. Actor. I'm just I was happy we didn't see more of them. The kids. You were happy yeah. you didn't see more of them? I thought they were great, oh, personally. Okay. They were good. Yeah, you know. It just did what they needed yeah. to do with them, I suppose. Um, the 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 Natasha kid did a great job of like when she got that gun and she yeah. like tucks Elena behind her and does the like cover. Yeah, she's like a cornered that animal. That's nice. really powerful. Mm. Should we should we say should we say overall if we liked it or not first? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was freaking awesome. Parts parts right. I change or parts that. Hold on. Let's see if Brian for last. Yeah, Brian for last. Um, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed I'm, I'm it. Very impressed. Kevin thought it was freaking awesome. I, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I, I mean, I dyed my hair red specifically for Black Widow coming out, so I was very excited. And uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, enjoyable. Is is this a nerd podcast? <laughs> Kevin just realised he's pushing this on his work platform, and he might need to walk that are, back a bit. <laughs> is it not a nerd? Ca- how is it? We know. I mean, who, who, yeah. 
we're, we've been we spent the last few minutes talking about like the chronological order of the, of the infinity yeah, stones the stones like yeah. being introduced to us in the mcu so i think yeah. that qualifies I, us i knew by the way i knew all of that stuff already i was just doing it for listeners yeah you're, you're testing yeah, us yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I... brian did you enjoy the black widow i liked it yep <clears throat> wow fucking <laughs> i'm gonna put a sound in there <laughs> brian liked a thing <laughs> 16 episodes in. Officially, that makes it the best movie in the MC. Cree, uh, you liked it. You dyed your hair red for it. You're, you're all for Well, it. I dyed you're... my hair red before it even came out, but in anticipation for it. In anticipation for it, I got uh, a scraggly beard, <laughs> went a bit grey and gained 10 David pounds. David Harbour, ladies to, and gentlemen. In honour of the Red yeah, Guardian. My friend said I look um, at David Harbour. It's just, got a gold tooth. It's just, why would you say that? Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. So we all enjoyed it. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, two two year Marvel film drought, yeah. and it's I mean this film obviously this goes without saying, but it was so long overdue. So I'm yeah. still a bit pissed off at Marvel for that, but it was good. Better late than never, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. To to a degree. So we see, we see the Russian family extracted from their cover. They fly to Cuba. Yeah. Where they meet Ray Winston. Oh yeah, Ray Winston. I had no idea who's in this. I actually didn't watch any trailers. Ray Winston, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh. The the young young Scarlett Johansson. The amount of people putting on Russian accents is pretty pretty good. It's some uh, less successful than others. (laughs) Ray Winston. He's Ray Winston. You know, he he. Yeah, he's he's been living. You know, so many different identities. It's this probably is, hard for him. You know, he's kind of constantly switching. These are Russian agents that have perfect American spoken yeah. English when they're speaking English. Yeah. Except for later when they're speaking English with a Russian I thought, accent. I thought, I thought um, Florence Pugh was fairly believable. I mean, I don't know a lot of Russian people, so I can't say it was absolutely perfect. But she didn't drop it, I don't think. I, I, I don't know like kind of where exactly they're going with this character. Because initially when I went in, I thought like Florence Pugh was going to be like... Uh, the next Black Widow and stuff, you know, yeah. essentially taking that over. Uh, she's so badass. Yeah. She's she so stole bad the show. Ass. She's so, like, even that first thing where she's fighting that, um, the older uh, Widow agent that yeah. uh, has the kind of antidote and stuff, and, like, she's fighting her and stuff. It's just like, it's like, like you know, you watch Chris Evans, you ask all these type of people. She like, fought dirty. But it's just like, yeah, it's just like, I actually think she could, like, kick, my ass in real life like as in like well, she duh. looks I mean she no looks, offense, but. well most people could to be fair I'm not I'm not going to fight them back but I'm just saying like kind of like but you see like, like Chris assassin, Hemmings and so, Chris yeah. Evans and it's impressive because they're muscly and stuff but she like kind of actually looks like somebody like the way she was fighting it and stuff's like oh she looks so fucking badass she looked strong you know well, yeah. you know who else has great physicality in the film and I'm jumping ahead David Harbour but Olga Korolenko oh well yeah yeah She's yeah, great. I, I don't know who she like. is, but um, I did call that actually. <laughs> I know who she is now. Um, I, as in, like, just I don't know who she is actually. I just know she played that one person in that movie that we just watched. Do we? I, I'd, I'd have to go back and have a look at Dice like, Master. Yeah. See, I, I'm trying to figure out how how we should structure this conversation. Or just let's just go fucking nuts with yeah. it. Taskmaster is this this villainous character that we see being put in all the widows through yeah. their faces and I feel like I more could have been done we with do get a, a reveal later on that that is Olga did you Kurilenko see, did, did you see that coming yeah 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 the minute they mentioned the daughter in the explosion I was like oh it's I, I wouldn't say the minute um, I'd say like I'd say like 
Uh, See, I'm lucky. No, I have this amazing ability to like shut off my my the screenwriter in me when I'm watching a movie, and I just yep. I I don't let myself predict anything. So I actually was kind of surprised, but it was it wasn't like a oh my god. I was like oh okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because um, Florence Pugh um, has had a good run over the last couple yeah. of years. Oh, I don't know um, what I saw her in. I'm sure uh, I've seen her in. She was in Fighting with My Family. She was in Midsummer. Oh, okay, okay, awesome. Oh, you beat I'm sorry. Me to it. I was, and, I was and about also to. <laughs> she played Amy, and she actually made people really like Amy, which is super hard. And she was probably the best one. I was about. I was. A, I was about to say. Um, people know oh, Florence Pugh from Little Women, Midsummer, King Lear, <laughs> Fighting with My Family. Um, but I think everybody yeah. needs to go and watch the uh, Stephen Merchant. Directed. Page the rest yeah. of biopic fighting with my family. Is it Nick Frost very good. on that? He's her dad, it's... isn't he? Yeah, Nick Frost is her father in it. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Frost is the father. Lena Headey's the, the mother. Cameo in it. Yeah, he does. The Rock produced the yeah. movie. Yeah, Steve Merchant. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but okay, that's what she's. She's brilliant at that. Yeah, okay, so she's she's great. She's brilliant, and she was brilliant in this. Yeah, she she yeah. has this this great. Um, she's got charisma. F- she's funny. Um, she's you know charming. Um, she's she's badass when she needs to be, but she's also amazing at vulnerability. Yes. Um, which I wouldn't have expected from that character. I would have expected them all to be kind of like Natasha, you know, really, really reserved and stuff. But she totally like brought me into Yelena's plight, and I felt so bad for her. But she just brought it to life. She did a great job of showing you the like five year old yeah. girl who got pulled out of her. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, time. she was quite childlike for, for like for an assassin. It was like because she never really grew up properly. Like I mean, none of them did. But yeah, she still had that childlike, you know, innocence, um, and kind of optimism, weirdly, which you wouldn't have expected. I thought she was phenomenal. So they arrive in Cuba and are immediately separated from one another uh david harbour's uh undercover father is desperate to get back to his role as the red guardian um rachel vice has taken off she'd been injured in the escape and the two kids are grabbed off into training mm. in the red room through a uh, opening credit montage to a cover of smells like yeah it is okay they they censored apparently the word libido for some reason it is. It is triggering. The word libido. It is triggering. To be fair, <laughs> like, um, I'm you're watching a movie about assassins, um, like I don't think it needs to be censored. I thought the opening credits. In were... the next scene, Yelena sticks a knife in a woman's gut. Yeah, and, and drags it right out like... as well. Like, it's a meta commentary <laughs> on how their uh, their womanhood is removed from a young age. So that's why they removed the word libido. That's none of that's true. I'm, I'm talking absolutely nonsense it's, it's insane that they would censor i mean a their womanhood wasn't exactly they're allowed snatched, they, but... potentially the word could be triggering for people i'd imagine that's why they they censored it so yeah. that's just the way it goes right i no. also think that the opening credits were like they they automatically established that this isn't like your typical mcu movie because typically mcu credits right they're at the end and it's all to like really heroic music i was thinking so that. it sure, definitely haven't seen these kind of credits in spider-man and Sam Remy and stuff. Yeah, so I thought it was really good, and it's it's set up like a you know a darker vibe than we're used to in the MCU, like much yeah. darker. And I appreciate. I that. was unsure about them because I like I guess I guess given the fact that I was watching it on my TV, I felt that these credits put me in mind of 
you know, a, a television show. It right. made me feel like I'm at a HBO mm-hmm. TV series watching this opening sequence. Rather than like when you think about an Endgame yeah. or Infinity Wars and Avengers, you've got a big action sequence, the title of the movie comes up on screen yeah. and you get going. I think for this movie though, you we kind of needed to ease into Natasha's mental frame of like and show because it was basically a montage the credits served as a montage for Mm. natasha growing up um so i think it actually personally i think it worked you know especially coming from the scene where we've been introduced to her younger self we've empathized with her and so i i mean narratively it made sense for me and i thought it worked post credits we meet scarlett johansson's natasha romanov on the run from William Hurt, we established that this is now mid or post Civil War. Um, William Hurt quietly just ticking his way through the MCU for the last ten yeah. years. He looked, he looked a little bit, and I, I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but like, like, because they did mention like, oh, how you sit here, you know, triple bypass, blah blah blah, yeah. you know, and like, is he okay? Yeah, he did. I think they're setting up a Red Hulk storyline. Okay, okay, because he looked a little bit unwell, but like at the same time, I think that's intentional. I was gonna say at the same time, I was just like, is "Is that like CGI or something? Because it's like, I was kind of wondering that myself. Yeah, I didn't want to say like, I like kind of like say if the man's unwell or whatever, that's completely fine and stuff, you know. Like as in like God bless him, whatever. But if they're doing it like, but when I saw it, it's just kind of like, oh, he looks he looks unwell, but a part of it kind of almost looks computer generated or something. It was a little Mm. bit funny looking. You think we're going to get Thunderbolt Ross's Red Hulk? Yep. You heard it here first, folks. Hot take. <laughs> we're Brian. I love how they absolutely just pretend that Betty doesn't exist anymore. Oh, poor Betty. Like... <laughs> bring, back, bring back poor Betty. For now. Because like, if they do a Red Hulk storyline, that's going to go into... like I mean, she, she, she should at least be mentioned. Because like, she exists Yeah, if, if we start digging into William Hurst's <laughs> character... Yeah. He's gonna. We're gonna see his daughter. Or there, right? the, so does that mean like? Because I, I, when I was watching it, I wasn't think, necessarily thinking uh, Red Hulk. I was thinking Thunderbolts. Yeah, both. Oh, both. But we have um, Contessa Valentina de Jibjab shows up at the that, end. Of this that movie. I was not expecting that. No, neither was I. Who? Um, Val. Oh, um, you weren't expecting her in this movie. Personally, no. I mean. I wasn't sure if they were going to tie in like someone who appeared in. Falcon I thought that was the whole. I thought that I. Scene. Yeah, I thought that somebody had said that already. That like basically that she is definitely going to be in Black Widow. I hadn't seen that. I so I was actually pleasantly surprised. She's definitely doing a like Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah. yeah. She's the morally grey. Or morally purple. She's the bad Nick Fury. Bad Nick Fury. Just like Thanos. And the fact that Yelena is like working for her as well, I was like, no. And then, and then it was like, oh, go, cl- go kill Clint Barton. I was like, no, what? This is so. She's probably going to show up in uh, Hawkeye then, Yelena. Hmm. Natasha's on the run. We see Yelena as part of a an attack squad of widows trying to take out an escaped widow. She gets doused with a drug that breaks the mind control. Jiggery pokery. Then we go back to Norway and Scarlet's watching a James Bond movie in a camper van. Yeah. And Taskmaster comes after her. That was an odd moment, though, wasn't it? That, like, all of a sudden those vials are in the back of her truck. Well, you see, uh, the guy that she was meeting 
had taken stuff from this safe house in Budapest. Budapest. Pest? And um, Pest. Then, uh, there's a whole, no, there's Pest. a whole thing. <laughs> they, there's yeah, a scene in the movie where they talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dumb. What? I don't know what Queen's I said is. Pest. Um, I said I'm. No, no, but um, we both okay, didn't realize yeah. Aiden was doing a bit. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I Did didn't. you realize he was I think doing the a bit? problem? Might be with my bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't realize. Anyway. Get your no, bitch check no, in. No, no, it's definitely my fault. No, like because they sent stuff from the yeah. safe house in Budapest, and he had gotten it, and that and the taskmaster wasn't interested in Scarlett yeah. Johansson at all. It was just the fact that she had the vials. Yes, I actually really liked that they showed Natasha watching movies yeah. and and being like a you know just a normal person, because we hadn't seen that at all. She's always been in superhero mode. She's always been in glamorous mode, and so to see her on the run, we got to see a different yeah. side to her character, and I really appreciated that. And also, we get to see that she probably does watch a fair amount of movies i mean you, you wouldn't think so you know growing up in the red room and and mm. then going to work for shield you know you wouldn't think you've got a lot of downtime but she referenced war games in the winter soldier so well, she does a... definitely like that so that was a good the... shout i suppose the, like if, if we're to if we're to yeah, overthink fair. it like nerds um on our nerd podcast it's not a it's not um, not a, not it's, not for that kind <laughs> of we see we see the montage <laughs> in the red room where the children made watch American culture yeah. and in, ingrain it into themselves, you know? Like, it's almost like like post-traumatic conditioning, you know? Yeah. Like, she she watches culture and absorbs it to better fit in, yeah. you know? Yeah, because she does... Yeah, because she is even... She, yeah, but that's a good point because she does kind of recite one of the lines. Oh, she's saying it word for word through the whole movie. Well, it, in that scene we see her, she says every line. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's funny that it's spy movies now. No, but I I was referencing war games from Winter Soldier though. She's like, shall we play a game? Which means she's into pop culture. Uh, that that's what I was saying. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen war games. Me neither, but I know it's from war games. <laughs> the guy that she uh, yeah. is helping mm. her out. I can't even remember. Do we know his who name he is, or he's just her... so he's listed as a character called Mason. Right. He's. He sleeps. He's sleeping most of it. Half of his appearance Pretty is him much. sleeping. Why is he sleeping outside beside a, 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 a multi-million-dollar jet? And how does she not see the jet walking? Is he going to be a kind of fixer for Lady Val's Dark Avengers team? Yes. Okay. I think we. I think we're going to see a bunch more of him then. Yeah. Interesting. After she gets attacked by the Taskmaster, she goes to Budapest to find out why this stuff arrived at her door. It's where she meets Yelena. Did you want to correct the pronunciation there? I I I, <laughs> I stopped myself. I was like, it's not Milena. Yelena with a Y. There's a, there's a fighty scene. Yeah, that was cool. And then it was a good fight. It was a great scene. It was a good fight. I I like that they showed like Yelena's desperation, like Natasha's sort of um, streamlined, you know, sort of sleek approach. To, mm. to sort of you know, she's like stay down and stuff and then Yelena is like more desperate and she's like you know smashes a plate over her head and you know grabs a knife I thought that was a good parallel yeah rough and ready kind of approach yeah we established that the Black Widows and the Red Room are still active they decide they need more information so they go to rescue their father the Red Guardian who for some reason has been imprisoned the rest of the time how did what did you guys think of David Harbour's Red Guardian Oh yeah, look, it kind of it was fun. I, I wish there was kind of, I, to be honest, yeah, I wish there was kind of. I a thought bit the humor in honest. the film was very clunky. I don't think it, I don't think it quite landed. It didn't find a balance. It kind of interrupted a lot of the drama. 
that scene at the dinner table was like, is this supposed to be, I know it's supposed to be kind of awkwardly funny, but they're also trying to progress the plot at the same mm-hmm. time. And Harbour is just, he's just comic relief. He's not, he's, he's comic relief. Personally, I, I really enjoyed yeah. his performance. Um, I thought it was, I was looking forward to seeing him in this actually because um, I mean, I'm a Stranger Things fan and I, he's, you know, fab in that. But I thought it was very interesting that he's in Russia. He's also in Russia in the um, trailer for Stranger Things season four. And then he's also, dead. He's dead. He died. At yeah, the end but of they're, they're bringing three. him back. He's in Russia. No, he's dead. He's <laughs> OK, dead. Um, he died. Um, but the fact that he's playing a Russian character called Alexei as well, because that was a character in Stranger Things season three. I just thought that was funny. He actually said um, for for Stranger Things, he was like, you know, I'm playing this Russian dude with a beard in Black Widow. So you're going to have to like make me look different because Hopper on Stranger Things has a beard and looks a bit like scruffy as well. So they shaved him and stuff to make it look a little bit different because it's just the parallel was like very similar. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's a little too close. (laughs) He had Karen Marks tattooed in his fingers. I would have liked red guardian to get a cool i mean i guess he flings the shield in the back of the helicopter mm. he's a bit of like as super soldiers go like he has trouble getting up to that gantry <laughs> for me the film kind of fell apart a bit after um natasha and yelena get together up until that point i think it's very strong solid it's, it's kind of it's propelling forward and then once they decide they need to bust their dad out and the breakout, it that felt scene, a little bit disjointed from the rest of the movie or something. It's very disjointed, yeah. yeah. And like that, that scene is the start of it. It's like, like that, oh, this is an MCU movie. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like a cool breakout scene that we'd. I thought it was going to be this great set yeah. piece because they'd, they'd set him up at the, you know, when he's mm-hmm. arm wrestling yeah. everybody else. And it's like, oh, cool. We're, we're, you know, he's kind of a joke, but we're also going to get to see yeah. him. In that action. could have been and better executed that, that scene for sure that yeah that whole sequence was so stop start mm. and then they go meet uh, melina and again like that dinner table scene is trying to be awkwardly funny but it's also trying to fill us yeah. in on the plot mm. and again it's just like it's jumping i'm like you know i'm, I'm feeling sorry for yelena yeah. but i am also kind of wondering but where is this going next yeah. like what's what's happening and it's very disjointed an interesting thing though like i see what you're saying about the the pacing and there was definitely like for me the movie didn't like 100 percent work which was a little disappointing but overall i enjoyed it but that dinner scene you know i i I did enjoy it but i think i think that's that's where i would point the start of the problems yeah but but that i i just i do and i i agree um with that but actually something that i found interesting about the dinner scene was i actually the awkwardness um it was actually quite poignant because they were all it's like they, they've all been like indoctrinated right and and they don't really know how a family works so seeing them kind of try was a little bit heartwarming you know even though it's like yeah. completely and if it if it had just that's the thing if it had just stayed yeah. with that i think it would have worked better but it was trying to accomplish yeah. three different things in that moment and it would have been better if it just showed them struggle to be a family yeah. instead of let's try to be funny but let's also show them this is the first time they've seen each other in 30 odd 20, years. 21 years, and I think. And it was trying to do too much yeah. in, in kind of one moment. The the interesting sort of dynamic of like Melina's, Melina, Rachel Weisz's character, is kind of detached mm-hmm. from what happened. But David Harbour yeah. is 
convincing himself that it's normal. Yeah. And is proud of everything. The moment where they get out of the helicopter and they're just like, you this, you have toppled empires. You have killed so many people. Your ledgers must be running red with blood. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Um, I liked that yeah. moment. It's like, oh, he's lot. trying. Um, that's, that's, that's heartwarming. I think the helicopter dropping out of the sky for the little landing before that, I think that was a nice idea, but it didn't quite work. You know, like if it was a cartoon, you'd have hit that with a lot more like vadunk, and right. they couldn't do that. And have you believe they survived <laughs> in that moment? You know, I actually really like that. I, I kind of laughed out loud. <laughs> The helicopter yeah, drop. I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. I liked the idea that the red room was a helicarrier. I kind of didn't see that yeah. coming. I d- I don't know. Like I had I had enjoyed the movie up until that point, and like you know when it was good, it was really good, and I liked the kind of dark vibe that it was that it was going for that was set up in the credits, you know, and and you know with Yelena and Natasha. I just kind of maybe maybe it was like a little bit limited because it was in the MCU because then the big action scenes like the prison breakout and the stuff in the red room it just felt a bit like we have to establish that this is an mcu movie so make it big make it theatrical and i don't know for me it just didn't really fit with what had been set up already so much i don't know if you guys felt that too. yeah i think i could have done with a smaller story yeah. you know a little more personal than like catastrophic explosion yeah the the monologuing with Ray Winston was pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, can you stop yourself smelling by hitting yourself in the head? I mean, I don't want to tr- test that theory out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can can you do it with that accuracy? No. <laughs> would 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 you bet your life say, on your ability to yeah, convince exactly. your enemy to punch you oh, in the head? Oh, it's to here, stop is it? Yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, just, she did then end up yeah. doing it herself because he didn't end up punching her. So. Yeah, but there's. I watched that and went. It's like I a, don't think that's the film's biggest problem. I know, yeah. but it, but it's like there's like a two percent chance that works <laughs> and a ninety eight percent chance you knock yourself unconscious. Yeah. I just I just think it's kind of funny that like you know that kind of reveal of of the whole like Natasha mm. killing um, Ray Winston's daughter and kind of just being like it was collateral damage. Like I'm not yeah. proud of it, but it's collateral damage and stuff. I love the fact that we're we're meant to be like kind of. It's like when she said that, I kind of like I was just like oh, kind of. Whatever. Then I think I realized say during a little bit later in the movie, it's like oh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster yeah. is clearly the daughter, you know. But I just thought it was funny because it's like we're meant to kind of be. It's like kind of like it's like you know, no way could she kill a child and just be like it's clatter damage. That's awful. But cre- creating a serial killer, super assassin, like that's yeah. that's fine. Like, but God, you couldn't kill a child as clatter yeah. damage to like you know. It's like the ends justify the means it's like oh god like you kill a child that's tragic but you got rid of this guy who was killing yeah, tons of kids yeah. and abusing children you know but it's just like kind of like it's like uh, that's but you kill a child that's awful but it's like but it's completely fine to create like a super mm-hmm. serial killer assassin mm-hmm. person it's like oh few they're not dead they're just now a super yeah. assassin that's killed hundreds of people and we're okay with that i i know i'm picking on that like smelly nose moment but like you're wearing a holographic mask yeah that flawlessly recreate another human being nose plugs something just yeah and i was also thinking like what if during her you know time i mean she's obviously faced like hundreds of adversaries if not like i don't know how many but like what if she came into contact with someone who with similar pheromones (laughs) 
Do you know what I mean? Like, would that have stopped? Because, like, I don't know how accurate that pheromone, like, technology and the chip is or whatever, but, like, if she smelled someone that smelled similar, like, pheromone to him, like, she would have... She wouldn't have yeah. I know, this is just, like, complete, like, off-topic, but I just thought of that when it, when I saw it. I no, like, oh, no, no, I get you. The, the Taskmaster then finally, uh, on the the Red Room helicarrier, the Taskmaster is revealed to be Ray Winston's daughter. The helmet comes off and it's Olga Kurylenko. Um, is she UFC fighter? Is she of what? A UFC fighter? No, no. no she's she's in Oblivion, she's a, she, Quantum of Solace. Um, uh, oh, oh, she's in some Roman, the, the uh, Centurion. She popped up in... I, I kind of knew her or she became on my radar with Quantum of Solace and then she kind of just would pop up occasionally and I kind of had her in this sort of like actress category of like she's getting work but it's not really great but then she's in Oblivion as well and I saw her in Death of Stalin and I started going oh she's actually making interesting choices or trying to make interesting choices so I'm kind of yeah I I I realized that I recognized her from Oblivion personally I thought that movie was not super (laughs) I love that film Great film. Oh, Olga, I'm just Googling the Olga because I actually don't recognize her from anything. And when you say she was a model. Yeah, yeah she was a model. She was a model turned actress, I think, as far as I know. Okay, because I, I don't she's really quite recognize tall. her from anything. So um, she's got good physical presence. I've seen Quantum of Solace, or Solace, whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, the, I don't think I've seen her. Oh, I've seen Seth and Psychopaths. Apparently she's in that. She's in that. Um, she gets shot. Oh god, that's <laughs> awful. Um, some some of the movie, like I, I liked the movie. Yeah, I um, loved the family dynamic. Like it was for sure. I think that was very strong, yeah, and the casting yeah. was on point. I felt. Rachel Vice, did they put makeup on her to make her look older? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Don't think like, so. I mean, I think she's in her. I think fifth, she looks. She's in her fifties now. I she think, probably yeah. is. Yeah, she. I think she looks great. Anyways, like I really like her. And it's I was, gorgeous. I was, I was pumped to have her in this movie. I always associated her with just good acting and good movies you know that kind of way but um i don't know maybe they just made her look a little bit more kind of like because she's living in remotely yeah. you know what i mean like maybe they under uh, undermade her you know well, what i mean I like think, i don't want to sound bad i think that was a good thing just... about the movie was that finally we didn't like the women weren't sexualized and they weren't like wearing a lot of makeup because i was like i mean you know natasha's on the run she's not gonna be making her face up every day and i appreciated that about the movie it wasn't glamorous you know and even Yelena making kind of poking fun at you know how Black Widow sticks her landings and it's all like oh stylish and stuff I was like yeah that's true because if you're really a spy you wouldn't really care about the theatrics of it you know Um, yes yeah no, hundred percent, and I think, but I think, like, kind of Scarlett Johansson was probably was probably like the person made up the most of it, and everybody else took a bit more of a kind of realistic approach mm. to a degree, you know, because I saw a still of Scarlett Johansson and I almost didn't recognize her from the movie. From the movie, really? I almost didn't recognize wow. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, I almost kind of almost didn't recognize her. She looks look quite different, you know, but um, but uh. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought everybody in it was great. Though to be fair, you know, and I I loved it. I loved the bit of like kind of like one of the big ones. Which, what do you mean one of the big ones? Like you know, like the oh yeah, wizards, androids, and space aliens or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, and then she says like you know, I bet you they're not taking Ivy Brofman Ivy Ivy Brofman yeah. after a fight. <laughs> you know, and it's just like it's just funny because it's like yeah, Scarlet, like kind of you are an Avenger, but you're a human yeah. Avenger. You know, that has the least like you know obviously. 
like Iron Man, War Machine, uh, like kind of being two humans without They've powers. They've all got the like Avengers. mad tech. Uh, Clinton's that helps them. Yeah. Yeah, they have mad tech, like because like Hawkeye and, and uh, Black Widow are yeah both very. Human. That's what I appreciate about them, and I could see through this movie how her relationship with Clint was so important because she was like he was probably like the first person to show her mercy and like kindness you know so i could totally see how that bond yeah. would have been really strong are you were any of you a little bit disappointed that it wasn't a movie because you know when they talk about budapest yeah. before the... were any of you like disappointed that it wasn't kind of like no i'm happy it was a black yeah. movie and that's great and stuff but i, I was kind of like it's like oh i would have liked to have seen like kind of what that yeah. was in reference to you know i'm happy with the black Widow movie they did and obviously moving forward with pew and stuff it's gonna be great but it's just like I thought if they were ever going to do one that they'd do something based on that little reference. Well, you know? I think that the whole thing was that, you know, it was it was Clint and her that took down the Red Room and that was her defection to S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think mm. that was Budapest was just explained with exposition rather than like a flashback yeah, or something. Yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. But I actually, like we haven't actually seen in the, in the, you know, big scheme of the MCU, we haven't actually seen a huge amount with Natasha and Clint. So, um, you know, you know, compared to other characters so i think it, it could it could have been i mean i know they can't do that now she's dead she's had her movie and stuff but i wouldn't actually yeah. say no to a hawkeye and black widow movie but obviously you know they can't go from that no. from here but yeah they're a good team up why do you think she is going to go after like hawkeye you said you think it's going to obviously tie in with the tv show maybe but like Hawkeye's not responsible for Black Widow's death at all. So why is this person manipulating? They want the Avengers yeah. out of the way. For what? World domination. To set up their own yeah. thing. So they have so they have John Walker and Black Widow. New Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Are we going to call it Black Widow? I don't know. I just say it? Elena. Black Widow, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, do you say Creek? Green Vest Lady. <laughs> green Vest Lady. <laughs> no, Elena, okay. Elena. She doesn't have a green vest anymore. But, she, but that's what I associate yeah. with her character. Because... What, what, Pew, what's her, Pew, what's her first name? Yeah. Florence Pew. Oh, Pew, I can Pew, say Pew. That's fine. That's what she's like yeah. when she's like. That's Gordon. a word I can pronounce. Oh, okay, very good. <laughs> Pew, Pew. Yeah. Florence Pew, Pew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, kind of like, it's, I suppose, like, yeah, it's just, it was a little bit disappointing that, uh, you know, like, kind of the, it was a little bit disappointing that the end scene wasn't more, like, because, like, basically, like, we after watching this first yeah. solo. Mm. black widow movie and at the cutscene, feeding her grave yeah. wasn't sadder and more about yeah. her being dead it kind of undercut the moment you know Val yes, there because it was so. it was it was really sad and you know yelena you know touching her head to the gravestone that was really poignant and they could have left it there but i mean they have to set up things but it, it was i do you kind of but do you kind of feel like because like obviously if it was a post credit scene I was kind of waiting yeah. for something to happen so I wasn't really in, like hugely invested in the kind of somber sad emotional uh, side of her visiting her yeah. sister's grave you know but um, I feel like that's only because like it was a post credit scene and I was kind of waiting for some sort of dun, yeah dun, dun, if they had put that in know? maybe earlier or something maybe yeah if it if it had ended with her yeah. at the grave and then the cutscene and then was, came yeah, yeah. back to it i think yeah. that would have worked better yeah. yeah 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 that's actually yeah that would have been better mm. yeah because yeah i kind of i could like i kind of didn't get that moment that i really i know that kind of sounds funny, especially when they, the they they break it up by 
her blowing her nose obnoxiously. Oh, the disrespect. Because Black Widow already hasn't had a proper send off like Iron Man. So like more disrespect. Are you are you kidding me? Like You're so right. Yeah, yeah, you're both right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's like it's kind of like it it should have had it should have had her flying off in the Quinjet, fade to black, fade back in with you know, leave leave it back for a couple of seconds, fade back in with Florence Pugh driving up the road getting out going to the grave site and we go oh you know she did this yeah. thing we know what she went on to do next but she's gone now and then have this nice quiet somber moment that she didn't get an end game yeah and then a kind of a triumphant uplifting kind of a fade out credits yeah let that settle and then post credit have val walk up exactly because and you know it's, it's given us a bit mm-hmm. of time between the moment um but instead it was just all in that post-credit yeah because like you said you mm. know we have an, an expectation from from the post-credit scenes so we know that something is so absolutely to have it in the main film yeah. initially like natasha's actual send-off because she didn't get a proper one and to and for the disrespect yeah. to happen yeah, in her own movie such a bummer now. Yeah. is kind of just that's yeah, just like i hear that you know and like because because black widow kind of for the most part is kind of like super 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 consistent throughout the entire performance mm-hmm. in the mcu you know i know like kind of people have issues with their their first appearance over and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff i can understand why but it's like uh but like she's been awesome yeah. she's just been awesome and it's like it 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 does suck that she didn't get um uh, a proper send-off and i don't know if that's because she's not as popular as iron man you know iron man obviously had tr- having three solo movies yeah. and kind of being one of the more you know, it, it is what it is, but um, it, it it's but it's not it's not cool either. Like it's not it's it's like I was bummed yeah. out that we didn't get like a more yeah emotive definitely. And Brian, your suggestion movie, you know? was perfect. Like that would have worked totally. You know, yeah. yeah. It's kind of surprising when they those things seem like easy wins, and mm. it's surprising that you know because they. They, they don't just like make these and edit them and then just s- send them out you know like they're they're kind of reviewed pretty yeah, kind of scrutinously and crafted like, to how, how is this moment life, landing like, yeah. how yeah exactly so it's it's odd that that's yeah. not what they did it's kind of strange yeah it is very odd um and i know i know Cree, you you said you were kind of surprised to see her earlier yeah but um but it wasn't so this movie you see was meant to come out before yep the Falcon so and Winter Soldier. I, I think Florence Pugh was supposed to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the post credits okay. scene. I think, uh, or in some okay. respect, it couldn't work they, out because she hadn't been introduced yet. They, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah, she hadn't been introduced yet. So, so I don't know if they'll ever release those those scenes yeah. or if they've just scrapped them completely. But Oof. yeah, and um, so yeah, because they 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 redid something for um, the end of what to call it, uh, WandaVision. Disney have put a different cutscene at the end of it with subtle changes right okay and then didn't didn't somebody else do new dialogue for a scene in either one of the tv shows or something as a post-credit scene or something like that that doesn't that? ring a bell um don't think so no for wandavision so. specifically or just like, was it not for wandavision i can't remember i can't remember what show it was for, for wandavision oh. they they basically just removed like something in a reflection and added some more trees basically Um, i think i actually heard chris hemsworth is going to uh, that could be a lie but i did hear chris hemsworth was going to voice the frog oh yeah yeah he already has he already has yeah that like when when he's have you seen the episode yeah 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 Yeah. 
when when you see the frog and when you see him jumping, apparently that's that's him grunting. Amazing. Oh, okay. They actually got him to do the. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> fair, that's fair a good segue actually of, into yeah. Loki. What did you think of the latest episode? Latest episode of Loki. Ah, here, look, I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Like Richard E. Grant. Like honestly, like just. It was so cool seeing like a kind yeah. of like classic Loki and doing stuff like that. It's brilliant. Uh, and Richard E. Grant, judging from his social media and stuff, seems to have just yeah. had a blast with it. Has really embraced it and enjoyed it. And it, like he he took it as seriously as he possibly like he he took it as seriously as he possibly could as as in he respected it everything he was doing and the fans loving it and stuff. And then he he's shown his perspective and he he enjoyed it or whatever. But um, but yeah, no, yeah. excellent episode. Really, really good. I, like. I imagine the President Loki thing isn't going to get any bigger no. than what we just saw. No, <laughs> no. Good. Like I, I, I like the way the season is going, and I know beforehand I was like apprehensive to say it was my favorite of the tree, but it, 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 it definitely is. It's really, really yeah. enjoyable. Like, I was, I was so going to say that actually because um, one division I really liked, but it kind of took a while to get going. It was a bit, it was a bit odd, but like you know, in terms of narrative you know because it's basically we spent ages in her fantasy world and it was very slow to get going and i did actually like that you know that we got to spend time with wanda and vision because we kind of hadn't before um so i enjoyed it but see i I binge watched that in one day sorry i binge watched that in one day so i've had a very different experience say than watching it once a week you know it's it it flows much nicer if you just sit down and watch like say six episodes of it Um, so yeah yeah, but i liked it so it would probably at this point be like loki is my favorite then wandavision then um the falcon and the winter soldier like i i enjoyed the falcon and the winter soldier but it just didn't pack as much of a punch as loki like from the get-go the first two episodes of Loki, I loved. I thought they were executed really well. I thought the TVA was, um, was really good world building. You know, kind of got that off weird mm-hmm. vibe, and you're kind of with Loki going, "What is going on here?" Then the third episode kind of dropped mm-hmm. for me. It kind of felt like a not so memorable Doctor Who episode or something. You know, it's like one you would mm-hmm. skip over if it was in yep. if it was in a Doctor Who season. Um. But and and it was yeah. pure exposition and it was you know so I was like oh I hope it doesn't go downhill from here but then from episode four on it was back to brilliant um and obviously that's continued in episode five I can't believe there's only one more episode though is it is is it the I same think, director for every episode yeah it is no. yeah yeah, yeah. Kate oh, Shortland okay. I think yeah um yeah oh no yeah. that she no, was, Kate, she did Kate Black Shortland Widow yeah 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 that's right Black Widow. yeah <laughs> sorry oh sorry but uh. But, but anyways, it's like it's like I love watching it. Did I know the director? I wasn't too sure the director was doing all. I know the person did that episode three and stuff like that. Like, but I wasn't too sure if it was every director was doing the same episode or every episode was directed by the same person. But however, what I'm going to say is uh, I love it. It just God, I'm looking forward to kind mm. of binging it. I know that sounds so weird, but like I'm looking forward to kind of binging it in the sense of just letting yeah. the whole thing flow. It's a uh, I just love how these things stand up against yeah. the movies. Like you know, it's just so much fun it's so good and i i like the relationship that's been set up with loki and sylvie i think that dynamic is interesting and i'm just i'm really glad that we got mobius back i think that's a a reason why episode three didn't work for me as well as you didn't have owen wilson's presence and you have it back now Mm -hmm. and it's um yeah there's an easy fix for episode three is if it had followed the tva for a bit yes cut back and forth instead it's just it's them on the planet for too yeah. long, and yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't, no I don't dislike any of the stuff that's happening, but the episode, the episode was too short, given where the where the emphasis yeah. was. 
um, it really would have would benefited from 100%. cutting back to, to Owen yeah. Wilson. I don't know if I've asked this before. Would you date variant you from a male or female? No. You? I mean, I would you feel like that's no. nearly like incesty or something. Like, I don't know. I would feel really weird about I, I, it. I don't, I don't think it is. That that wouldn't be my, my issue. Um, I, I think that's something that people keep leaving out of the conversation when they're, they're kind of asking this question. Is that like genetically variants can be very, right. very different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like the, what, yeah. what makes them the same is that I think they refer to it as like a temporal oh, right, aura. Okay. So it's essentially the soul. So the soul ah, is the okay. thing that is. Well, then, well, that, taking, that's the taking away person. that. Gen- which would mean, genetically, they yeah. could be. Which genetic- would, would, which would, sorry, which would mean, I know you're saying, Brian, genetically is like they're, they're completely different, like DNA genetic wise, yeah. but that they're, they're all right. one piece of the same soul, which technically just means they are soul. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. isn't that the whole concept of soulmate? Yeah. It's one soul divided in two. So. Would I bang Lady Kev as long as she didn't have bigger eyebrows than me? Yeah. I mean, with today's fashion, it's likely she'd have bigger eyebrows than you. She would do. Yeah, yeah. She'd have to. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'd probably just get annoyed with variant me because, you know, the things that annoy me about myself would be like amplified in them. I'm already dating oh. myself. Just getting to know me. <laughs> taking the time to get to them. Oh, Brian's <laughs> Brian single. And I don't Brian. like him. Brian's very single. Um, I don't know. I, it would well, depend. You're assuming that, you're assuming that the, your variant would be the the same as you like, but like... Well, they'd be similar know, for sure, like, like for example, at the core. So I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I think I would, I potentially would would they vary me? I'd also, if there was a variant me that was a that was an animal, I'd want that as a pet. So kind of like a demon, like alligator, like from his dark materials, or a dog. Yeah, I'd 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 collect variants me for if like if there was He's one that was like project. you know. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe I could pass my history <laughs> test with variant me from different timelines, but um, no, like kind of say like if uh, I don't know. One was a ghost. I'd want to have the variant ghost haunting my house, hanging out. Dogs, cats, alligators, maybe like one of the I mean, chef. I'd probably just use them like as as the avatar uses their previous incarnations to just ask for advice. <laughs> okay. Cool. Fair. So we've established that What have we established? Kev would date a variant <laughs> Kev. Kevariant. Yeah, if if they Yeah. Not not if they're like you know not if they were kind of you know. Let me just take that off my list. Oh, ugly. Okay. I only want to date ugly me because I don't have the personality to back it. This is but true. maybe ugly you would have the personality because they're ugly. Maybe, maybe no he doesn't. Maybe I, then I'm doesn't. Lesson. <laughs> no they don't. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I learned my lesson. Yeah. Um, if if I met variant me and it was the enchantress. No, too scary. She, she's why scary she, why is she scary yeah do not Sylvie. think that she's scary i mean i mean she's yeah not more scary than loki i don't know i don't i'm not like like she, she i don't she's, think she's scary i think she like is is an interesting what, character. what do you find well, scary no, like, about I'd, her kev i know like as in like say if she threatened me or loki threatened me i'd be far more intimidated well, yeah, than maybe. her She's but not from a, not from a regular woman. Would I be intimidated from a drama? Would would you be more threatened by a regular man or a regular woman threatening you? 
Um, but it depends within the context of the threat. But I'm talking about like, but I'm talking about um, within the context of this show. She's more intimidating than um, Loki, no? I mean, she's she's better at combat, like Kantan combat. Loki's more theatrical, I think. Oh no, I, I kind of also mean personality wise. Um, she's more focused on yeah, her goal. Yeah. She's she has a yeah, set like, goal that that like driven by glorious mm-hmm. purpose. Uh, whereas you know, in this context, the Loki we've seen is very scattered mm-hmm. and undirected. He's he's trying to he's he's very roller coastering off of yeah. Um, so she's inherently more dangerous kind because of she's more driven, and she'll do anything to yeah. achieve yeah. But like, but what but, she needs to achieve. But like, but she she can, do, and and she can do the kind of the enchantress thing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like so, like kind of Loki. Sometimes I I love Loki as a character, but he comes off sometimes as like a like he's had a pretty good life, and he comes off really yeah. really fucking ungrateful. You know, where Sylvie's had a really hard life, and it's yeah. hardener and stuff. Uh, I, I find Loki very endearing, but like I, I love Sylvie. I think she's a but brilliant character. I'm just there are I moments think where you more see... formidable and more intimidating yeah. than Loki. There are moments where you see Loki's competence, like the even in this show, we've not seen a, a lot of it. Yeah, but like even in um, episode two where they're gathering around to go for whatever and they just go, oh, this one does a lot of illusions. And he goes, sorry, duplication projection. And they have just stop and listen to him to find the difference between. It's like, you know, it was kind of interesting to go, no, he's got a full set of skill set that he's confident in and he can tell you about it, you know, and he can turn that towards his, you know, goals or intentions. But we are seeing him in a very comic reliefy yeah. kind of setting, you know. So I I think I've said to you guys or some of you in conversation, and I know this is wrong because Mike Waldron isn't writing, I don't think he's writing every episode of this and he's not written on every episode of Rick and Morty, but I'm starting to see, or I'm, I'm drawing a connection between the two because Rick and Morty will throw concepts at you and move away from, just say, that's a fun idea and then get back to whatever it is they want to do in that episode. They just start throwing ideas at the wall just to have fun moments. And when you take that sort of Rick and Morty lens and look at Loki then and go, oh, the D.B. Cooper bit, yeah. you know, is just like, remember that time, you know, you know, Rick was, Rick and Morty were blades in the background, you know, we're blades, we're fighting vampires, that's cool. And then moving on to the, whatever the actual thrust of the episode is, it's, it's an idea that's like, it's fun and it leads to fun moments. Yeah. But it also means you fly past a bunch of things that like we could have spent some time yeah. on and... When you end up in this void, they've got an idea that they're heading at. We hope, anyway, that this is all going to pay off with something. Um, but, like, when I saw them land in the void and I saw that moment in the trailer, I thought, Loki's going to get dumped somewhere and he's going to, you know, he's going to beat Loki and he's going to pull this ragtag ensemble of people together and he's going to, like... Part of my head was, like, everybody that survived in this void are going to be rallied by President Loki and he's going to turn them towards whatever his goal is but clearly not president loki was another duplicate or doppelganger or or uh, lo- locate and they just sort Very of like give him a, a word moment for it in the tv show <laughs> um, he's an alternative he's a, a random say it with us Very he's a random element he's a rogue comet oh. he's a a, a a differential you know he's he's i hate this podcast he's another <laughs> a different interpretation he's only in there for a moment and it's like it's a nice like it's such a lovely moment in the trailer yeah. where he's got everyone who get yeah. with him and then they all turn on him and it's like oh that's going to be cool to see our loki go on this yeah. journey and nope he doesn't um yeah. and then that fight scene that ensues 
he if you go and watch that he is running around the room sort of stopping short of things and like and, and dodging and ducking and diving and it's like I don't know if anybody else was in the room when he did right. that it feels like they just told him to run around and act like he's dodging stuff and then we'll put stuff in and around you because it, it looks very disconnected from what what ends up going on in that room it does look like Tom Hiddleston was on his own in a green space just pretending to dodge shit did anybody else think that? No. I I okay. didn't I can't remember to be totally honest, but if I were okay. to watch it again probably I would notice. Um I liked how he was like um kind of fed up with his variants, you know. It shows a little bit of character growth how he's like, Oh here, why is all fighting you know? Um There's a nice tiny little moment. I uh, I was a little bit disappointed that Bosfell Loki yeah. double crossed him. I wanted to see him like using that golden hammer and see yeah, what Yeah, he was kind of discarded yeah. pretty quickly. Is that, is, that, is that his own toy or is that like uh, like I don't know him from the comics. Is that is that something he has to sort of try and like put himself next to Thor? It's like I also have a hammer and it's gold. Or is that the Mjolnir of his timeline? Uh, I kind of assumed it was the the hammer from his timeline, but um where you know how he how he got it i i, I don't know he seems like mm-hmm. like if it's called boastful loki it's obviously i mean boastful loki loki i mean technically that's just loki right so they could have come up yeah. with like a better description yeah. i know yeah yeah um I, richard e grant did you talk about him yeah a little bit um yes. to yeah we did yeah yeah he's yeah. brilliant in it you know and i i that that kind of thing where he raises the illusion of the city and all that kind of mm. stuff whatever it is uh oh i just thought it was great i loved it and like i hate big fucking energy balls and light things and smoke stuff and yeah beams of all that jazz but uh and i love that, that that's what loki cool. could evolve into and it was it was nice to see that he sort of saw the error in his ways and and became you know go like better than mm-hmm. you know he he's been established to be um i also thought yeah. yeah, that Loki I, was lovely. I, also... yeah. I, w- I was kind of, I was kind of like I was enjoying the episode, but when I felt like they were just going to wrap it up with Sylvie enchanting the cloud and us heading off, I was just like, mm, this is, yeah, this is a bit of a flat way yeah. to end this. It just seems moving. And then mm. when they cut to Loki throwing up, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I really, really liked that, and it yeah. was a great moment for the character. And you got a bit of like Ride of the Valkyries coming mm. in there as well. And then immediately afterwards, you get all the fan theories coming in that are like, of course, this is our Tom Hiddleston from Endgame who created an illusion and slunk off. And this is like prime Loki's out there somewhere. Or he's so good at casting up Asgard around him because in his isolation, he recreated his home so many times. Um, <laughs> and the lightning take... in the background is a tribute to his brother. Um, yeah, Mar- Marvel like, no, fans are crazy. The, no, yeah, none of that's happened. It's literally... What yeah. we saw on the show because it physically couldn't be Loki from um, the original timeline because like when he like before he was a variant because his you know it stops like the you know his his timelines stop so it couldn't be that Loki if they're thinking that it's that Loki that wouldn't work out or so they think. I have a question. For that, one it, of it actually see like it's a viable if they wanted to bring Hiddleston yeah. back. Richard E. Grant has opened yeah, the door there for sure. I have a I have a question from one of our listeners, and it's um, at the first episode where Loki gets the the, 
the Tesseract or whatever and then mm-hmm. kind of like disappears. Uh, that was at the end of the first Avengers, right? No, at the end of Endgame. Well, chron- of chronologically, Avengers. it took place at the end of Avengers 2011. In the movies, it is in the middle of the Endgame yeah. movie. So they, they've travelled back okay. to 2012 yeah. and they've just finished beating um, the Chitauri and Loki and stuff and that's when it happens. So so what happens? Loki comes out of this at the end and gets his brain wiped. No. So Loki is going to survive. He's he's going to change the events of Endgame. They, they pruned, they, they grabbed the variant Loki, they reset the yeah. timeline. Loki never grabbed the Tesseract in the prime time. Yeah, it's gone he back got to... got taken off yeah. by Thor, put into prison. And he'll go on to okay, die so again in Ragnarok. So and, yeah. 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 Or no, not Ragnarok, Ragnarok, sorry. Yeah, in Endgame. What is going on with my brain? I think he's died yeah. in every movie. Infinity War. In, but <laughs> Infinity War. See, this is in, what... Like he thank died, you. He died in Thor. He died in like Dark yeah. World. Where well, he faked his death in Dark World. Yeah, but... Like did we, he die we, in Thor? He fell into what we assumed was death. Yeah, we thought he died in Thor, but he didn't die. But he faked his death. We we know oh, by yes. the end. We know by the end of the Dark World that he's alive. Though. Mm. Yes, but he I'm just saying. I think he dies in everything. I mean, he's um, even fake died in. Loki. He was arrested in the Avengers. He has fake died in Loki. Yeah. Um, the opening scene of it. You said that like a question. Odd. Sorry, um, the opening scene of it, like I was so ready to enjoy this episode and then this like this camera move shot into like a very, very flat Tom Hiddleston on the ground and Richard E. Grant walking up and going, we got to get out of here. Like he delivered his lines fairly flat. It was a very sort of proscenium set shot where he walked right to left, got up and walked. It was it's a very flat moment. I would have liked a nice hero shot of Richard E. Grant yeah. like reaching down and pulling him up and then getting off to the adventure. It was just an odd mm-hmm. moment. The Judge Ravenna and Sylvie stuff was very odd. Yeah. Like, do we trust each other? Well, what do you actually want? Like, I'm not entirely sure how much she doesn't know who the timekeepers really are. Like, how much is she playing dumb to Sylvie? How much does she actually I want to she, find out who they are? I think she's just kind of uh, loyal to a fault. I don't know. It feels like there's something more to her. Like... Or maybe there well, isn't, I, I, like, I, I don't know I, how to suss her out at all. Yeah. I feel like it's undefined enough that we're trying to put logic yeah. onto her. And that's a problem. I, th- of I think she's got the same character. motive as Loki. Now, though, now that she's no, seen I think that she's the always had the are... same motive. I think she's always had the same motive. She's been playing a part. Yeah. Oh, you think she's trying to get a look at who's in control and seize control? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really really clever that Sylvie kind yeah. of pruned herself because I wasn't thinking that I was like how are they going to find where they go and blah blah and I just thought like it was like obviously it was a risk but I thought like that was mm. so fucking badass yeah I, to be great. honest I kind of thought it was inevitable that she was going to prune herself because it's like well she needs to find Loki it's mm. kind of the next logical sort of step yeah, how else are they going to get there? Because she's going to be taken by yeah, the TVA otherwise, kind yeah. of, or, you know, so she kind of didn't really have another choice. Mm. The Did you just talk at all about the um, any of the Easter egg stuff floating around the void? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we didn't. There's no. the Thanos helicopter. Um, the, what's your favourite one? The, th- the Thanos helicopter <laughs> is my favourite. It's so goofy. Thanos helicopter is very, very funny. 
Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Uh, yeah. I like the yellow jacket helmet because I just watched that man and yeah. yellow jacket's so cool. The Avengers building in the background isn't the Avengers building; it's the the Queng King Q U E N G building, which is a corporation that bought the building out right. from under them. And who is owned by Kang? Is an alias for Kang. Um, comic book writing in the seventies was fairly straight line, <laughs> wasn't it? Um, the the heroes have, will never the, spot this. But um, hide in plain sight. The, the, the Thanos helicopter is very very funny. Fair play to them for putting that in there. Yeah. That was good fun. There's an alternate People timeline are... where he's floating around yeah. in a little helicopter. He drove a helicopter, got arrested by the police afterwards. But um, the uh, the uh, yellow jacket helmet I think like these yeah. things are just easter eggs like people are saying people are trying to elude that yellow jacket will return and stuff yeah. I don't know if they I, I don't know because I mean there's will, endless but... possibilities yeah. well, it's, you have it's... like absolutely anything there so not everything like that does have to continue or be shown in some way yes it's the same thing that Brian was saying about the, the Rick and Morty stuff last week it's like nothing in this ever has to pay off just throw shit at the wall and yeah. entertain your audience yeah so. Yeah, um, yeah like, you're dead right. I yeah. saw somebody say there's a couple of subway cars in there, and somebody was like, "Well, that's clearly from Spider-Man yeah. too." You know, that's McGuire's Spider-Man yeah, subway yeah. car. <laughs> uh, the ship, the ship that was dropped though, that's um, uh, I think that's a ship that actually existed in like World War Two era when they were potentially doing experiments, and it's a conspiracy theory thing. Brian is not in his head; like he knows what I'm talking about, so he can articulate it better than I can because. I'm not good at words. Over to you, Brian. Um, it's kind of a myth that it was involved in. Uh, they were trying to cloak ships, apparently. They teleported. Yeah. And the the story was that this was the ship that they they used. Uh, but it's not true. And people were fused into the walls. and all Yeah. That when, when it came back, there was, yeah, the, the crew members were. Yeah. It's a, it's a true wow. story. Look into it. The ship was, say, in Chicago at one time. And then it was, like, in, like, say, uh, some other part of like of the of America, like two seconds later, and it was all like recorded and 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 all that kind of stuff, in terms of like uh, sh- uh, shipping manuals or whatever they call them. For every like ludicrous conspiracy theory about some sci-fi shit like that, I call it ludicrous because I choose to believe that's where the line of ludicrousness is. Um, there's the story where the British were doing nuclear testing and they just got an entire ship of people stuck them up on deck and said we're trying to work out what the safe range for people is and what the effects are statistically they just set off a nuclear bomb at a certain distance and they just have like this is a, a, a an ongoing case that like was in the news a couple of years ago they put like 500 600 people on the ship deck of a ship blew up a nuclear bomb and like 700 of them have had cancer and died you know like but there was only 600 on board <gasps> I'm bad at numbers, but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. For for every time we're like yeah, this... weird military experimentation is completely bullshit. What did they think was going to happen? That's why they think that's why we have cancer nowadays. Those people went out and procreated. They shared the genes, the cancerous genes, and then the no, cancerous genes no, are like broken no. by five G. No. The five G. No. Uh, gets no. you. Then the only way you can cure is a dream or yeah. turning the frogs gay. You gotta, you gotta, no. you gotta put, you gotta put on a, a, a costume. Maybe, maybe like, maybe a, a <laughs> scary no. costume. A scary Sylvie. No. Kids that are trying to, trying to, trying to investigate a scary Sylvie costume and try. There's you have to scare children so you get the dreamer home. But those those children then find out who you are and foil your plans and put you in prison. Yeah, that's yes. that's pretty legit. One hundred percent. Right there. 
Did that turn into a Scooby-Doo thing? <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay. You know the way that they've just put a load of Easter eggs in the background yeah. and stuff. Mm. Like mm-hmm. Yellow Jacket and, and Thanos Copter and President Loki and a lot of, lot of stuff. It's just, you know, the void was kind of like a dumping ground for all these urban Concepts. myths and things we can just we can just throw in there. And there's the Polybius arcade game, which... Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But everybody's I just need, been talking about what... for that. What's that? Same here. Uh, MK Ultra. It was... Yeah, it, it was just this... Uh, another conspiracy theory that this arcade game, which never actually existed, but people were uh, saying there's this, there's this arcade game... existed. And that it was brainwashing people, essentially. So if you played it, um, it was a form of mind control by the CAA, part of their MK Ultra project, apparently, that when you play this, it YouTube. could... It could like essentially brainwash you and indoctrinate you, and it was this. It was a method that the CIA had for like indoctrinating people, stuff. but it was through an arcade game, and that's the conspiracy theory. And most people have just in the discussion went, "Oh, there's a Polybius in the background. Uh, that's that's a cool little Easter conspiracy egg. theory." Not, but I was thinking, could it potentially go deeper than that? Because oh, this is a nerd podcast. Nerd podcast. Nerd cast. We should have uh, called it that. Is that a thing? Hold on, Brian's done a lot of talking yeah, and he's yeah, about to get to a point. Is there more than one mm. Mobius? Ah, you've raised this and before. And is, is Polybius a clever play, uh. a clever reference to the fact that Mobius being like mono Mobius and Polly that being that there's many Mobiuses and is that a little Easter egg? Is, is it more than just That's- a... You know, oh, we've got the USS Eldridge, which is a reference to the Philadelphia Experiment conspiracy theory. And we've got Polybius, which is a, you know, we've got D.B. Cooper, which is a reference to the D.B. Cooper conspiracy theory. And we've got the Polybius Arcade game, which is a reference to the Polybius Arcade game. But is it also a little Easter egg for the fact that, are we going to find out that there's more than one? You mean Morbius? Is it a little... No, I'm sorry, but that's that's amazing. (laughs) You met Aiden Drink. That is, that is an amazing like drink. find that. though. That's 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 really interesting. How how did you draw the connection between Polybius and Morbius? Morbius. God damn it. Well, no, just Poly Mo- and Morbius. Mono. Yeah. So they're spelled like the the end of the word is yeah. the same. It's B I U S. So everybody saw Polybius and they're like, oh, it's just a nod to the conspiracy theory. But I was saying, what if there's an extra layer to it and it's a nod. It's yeah. a bit of a hint that that's really more clever. Than Every time he that suggests that there's is more that, than is one Is that what they included? I picture mm. a CG shot of several hundred Owen Wilsons wow. marching wow. in Wow. 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 I need that in my life. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all do. Um, yeah, okay. So, but, but there is all I need to do is animate Morbius. one little walk cycle, right? And then do duplicate it. it. And then just have them all go, wow. And then you're gonna do it. You gotta like just delay it, flip, flip it. Um, okay, so predictions for final episode. No idea. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not that smart. I think there's a Loki in that house. Yeah, it's definitely a Loki. I don't know. Yeah. What house? The, the house at the end of the yep. portal that we were looking. Oh, at. Yes. I yeah, feel yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, I will be severely disappointed if Mobius doesn't get to ride a jet ski. So I will riot if he doesn't yeah. get a jet ski. 
You, you, you had a riot. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I've uh, been pandemic. quarantining the yeah, whole time. Pandemic, and, you had yeah. a riot. How far is the nearest house? Or no, no, guys, if we want to show here with this kind of hmm? aggressive political action, it's not good. So I don't know if you want to associate with this kind of aggressive political action. <laughs> this is a nerd podcast. This is a nerd podcast. Yes, this is a nerd podcast. We're yeah, not trying to course. incite riot. Riots here. Um, Kang is a variant of Loki. Um, I saw somebody saying that that building is called the House of Ideas and it is populated by two cosmic beings called Then and Now. Which is cool stuff in the comics. Is it going to be like that. Mrs. Who but and Miss Watson whatever? Make it a Loki. Yeah, it has to it's be. It's going to be it's going to be Kang, and Kang is a variant of Loki, the, who took over the TVA that like Loki wanted to. There's a no, shot just in the Loki came. trailer from months and months back K- that we haven't seen oh. yet, which is a Loki in full regalia okay. on a throne. Okay. I got it. Why? We haven't seen that yet. Loki, Loki's real color yeah. is blue. Mm-hmm. Kang Oh my is god, so the TVA is blue. being run by the Blue Man Group. Y- y- yes, yes, that's exactly what I was going for. I did not need you to finish my sentence, but if that sounds intelligent, then yes, I did say that. That's why I was doing. No, do continue, do continue, do yes. continue. <laughs> um, Loki has to be. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say has to be because that's real nerdy. Um, no, it's 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 going uh, potentially. Couldn't it be? Couldn't it be? Loki could be kind blue. And doesn't care and not hiding it because nobody, all these Kangs are all, all no. these Lokis and none of them are ice people. Because Kang no. is Jonathan Majors. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that Sylvie's Loki. Yeah, but why would they make it, Grant why, why would they make it Kang but Tom Hiddleston no Kang. Kang? It's too convoluted. No Kang do? If you're going to make a Kang, just make it Kang. Oh God, I hope, King Kang. I hope, I hope I'm right. <laughs> so... I reckon there's a Loki in that house. We know this is going to a season two. What do you do with if you're trying to bring down the TVA, but the TVA is run by you, or at least established by you? Don't worry about season two. But where where does Loki go? You know, how do we anywhere you want? Because they think Loki season two is going to be about Sylvie. It can be about anything, exactly. Yeah. I do not know where it's going to go, but that's good. Like, you know, you know, for the likes of WandaVision. Kev stole it from me. What did I say? <laughs> Cree, Cree, finish your thought. Because, like, say WandaVision. WandaVision was, like, I mean, it was enjoyable, but it was quite predictable. Do you know? And the opposite of tr- is true of Loki. It keeps you guessing, you know? So. Well, the multiverse, like, I mean, I'm trying to draw connections, I guess. Like, I don't think that fucking visual effect that they changed in Disney Plus is anything to fucking worry about. I saw somebody saying it's just like a rendering artifact as much as it is anything else. Um, but we have Wanda studying with the Dark Home, which ties us to Doctor Strange's Multiverse yeah. of Madness. We have a multiverse established here with the TVA. Loki, Wanda, and Doctor Strange are all in each other's orbits now. So when does Multiverse of Madness come out? Next year, right? Next year. Oh, so mm-hmm. long to wait. So I I, yep. I think we're not going to know what Loki is until we see what the the repercussions of yeah. that interaction is. Yeah, it could also tie into what if. True. What if could be the first proper look yeah. at a multiverse? Because so far we've just seen variants from a multiverse. Actual. Whereas what if will be yeah. actual multiverse stories? Yeah. And we've got a 
Spider-Man movie coming out at the end of the year that while we kind of dismiss it as being off mm-hmm. in Sony land, it's definitely jumping into a Spider-Verse multiverse thing. We're going to see different Spider-Men. Um, is that how you say it? Spider-Men's? Um, Spider-Men's. Spider-Men's. Spider-Peoples. Yes. Spider-Peoples, because spider we don't folk. know what they're all men. Spider-Folk. Or spider so, some of them could be crocodilias. Or more so, alligators. Um, spider, spider, mm. spider beans, spider forms, spider forms. I think Spider-Man is like mankind. Man doesn't actually necessarily have to mean masculine or male. No, for fucking cancelled. Man, ma- man can Brian be just, a broad. Brian just fucking cancelled us. Spider force. Just call it spider force. God. Fucking Creed is saying Spider Force. People are going to think we're fucking. It's far too aggressive. With Trump. <laughs> where, this is political where, all over or, again. Or, this is, or Spider it's Council, political. then. That's a bit less. But it, it, it is a curious question. I mean, I don't know. None of it's fucking curious. None of it matters. This is a nerd podcast. I'm just trying to sound like I have ideas. Don't, don't say um, it. It is curious that we do have Sony tripping into the multiverse stuff at the same time as the MCU is going into the multiverse i wonder how coordinated they are in their approaches if well, at Brian, all i think yeah it, this is how they yeah. get them yeah, out of the yeah, mcu brian said that and i can't yeah. believe it yeah i don't want to lose no, top stay <laughs> they, this is how they pull them out but yeah. bring them back whenever they or, want so. or are they are they able to now go if they set up an mc if they set up a multiverse like that do they necessarily have to remove him from the MCU or they just have to go, hey, Tom Holland is also in this Spider-Man universe and it's a different Tom Holland and you can keep yours in the MCU but we're going to do separate things over here now. I mean, it's just, it's a that's lot. Too much that's too much. And not in a bad way. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it is though. That, that's the thing. That's exactly what Loki is, is uh, yeah. teaching it's, the audience is that they can... This, yeah. this want, Tom Holland you know, interaction. This, this actor can be over here. Tom Hardy. Here and Tom Hardy's Venom, yeah. Woody Harrelson's Carnage, Jared Leto's... Morbius, Tom Holland exists in that world as a general Spider-Man audiences are now multiverse literate because of a concerted. Oh, it's yeah, literate, yeah, absolutely. People will understand, but it's just yeah. like a lot, sort of just in terms of like movies, yeah. like the the possibilities and things. It's like you will take your Disney content, <laughs> however we choose. I mean, yeah, fair. Like it. Um, and with that, I'd like to give a, a shout out to Disney and Fox, and I'd like to thank our conglomerate overlords and hope that one day they see fit to rain merch upon us as a uh, uh, loyal supporter. Too desperate. Uh, too desperate. Cut it. Cut too it. Desperate. Too desperate. Yeah. Um, um, maybe like, why are you leaving me on red, them? Disney? Come on. Uh, they are creating yeah, really no good match. original content, though, um, in terms of, you know, in the context of the MCU and Star Wars, you know. Like, The Mandalorian was yeah, fab. Yeah. I thought it was fab. Uh, I'm I'm yeah, I'm a little concerned about all the spin-offs yeah. they're doing since the Mandalorian because it it's is, a lot. Yeah. Maybe we could we're possibly going to lose Tom, but what if we got like Ben Wright, Ben Riley, and it was like um, who could play it? Not in the MCU. Who could play Ben Riley? Not, Not in the MCU. MCU. No other Spider-Man except for Tom. The person that would play Ben Riley would be Tom Holland because Ben Riley is a clone of Peter. I Parker. think they should bring in Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. yeah, okay. Miles Morales, like I mean, it's right there. <laughs> we already got Don Glover's Prowler, but they can't do that in the MCU. Still. It'll still be Sony. Is Sony, it? Yeah. yeah, it'll still all be Sony. If yeah. the character, Unless... there, there was already a rumor that that they might do. Wow. That they might do a live action Spider Verse. 
because the actors look kind of like they're. I mean, Into the Spider Verse already so, did it so well. Oh, you say like okay. Nick Cage shows up as Spider Noir? Yeah, and you 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 could you know you cool. you kind of wonder how much of what they do is to kind of hamstring each other because because there was talk that you know they might do okay they might do a live action spider spider verse using those actors on screen and then they cast Haley steinfeld as a <laughs> kate bishop so it's almost like marvel went well if you're going to do that we're going to take your gwen stacy before you even get to put her on screen by making Ooh. her uh, kate bishop does that mean we get nick cage as well we would yeah <laughs> That's but cool. He was. I, I I I do feel like they do stuff like that. They once they hear that somebody mm. might do something, it's it's this constant chess move. It's like, well, if they want to put her in a live action, we'll get her first over here. Just tie that and, down a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's paying chess. The rest of the world's playing checkers. <laughs> They're on a different level. Not even just chess. The the 3D chess from the Big Bang Theory or the 4D chess. Do you know the one like with different levels and everything? They're like completely on a different level. I don't watch the Big Bang Theory. From Star Trek, the original that series. That too. The <laughs> Star Trek either. That too. Which is still just regular chess. <laughs> At the it's end just of chess the day, on levels, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not fourth I dimensional. Like, this is fourth you dimensional chess. It. It's like, no, it's it's chess. You can smell <laughs> The fourth dimension is smell. No, no, but you know what? Like, I, I know the fourth dimension, obviously, is not smell. But like when you go see like a 4D movie, they chuck smells out, you know, like... Yeah, it's still the same. They spritz you with water. Yeah. I went to see I went to see the Equalizer 2 oh my in 4D gosh. and there's a scene where it's just yeah. in a storm and I put on my jacket. If ever a film didn't need <laughs> 4D, 4D it's the Equalizer wow. 2. Yeah. It was incredible. It was, it was rainy. It was rainy and it just they just sprayed water at us for like maybe they, 30 minutes. And I put on my jacket. I put did they like give you cold. all watches? It was windy for you and to cold. Check. <laughs> Yeah. No, but what yeah. sense did they try to evoke at the beginning of the movie when Denzel Washington was having a little Turkish tea before he started the fight? I can't remember. I just remember it being cold and rainy inside the cinema. It's like you can feel Denzel Washington killing you. <laughs> like mm. you can, but yeah. you can feel him also giving you a sort of sage and uh, I, eternal lecture about getting I out of the did ghetto. See, I did see. Uh, Oh, God, I can't remember movies names but um, the vision the one where the vision and Scarlet Witch are in Scotland Infinity War uh, yeah that is Infinity War Infinity War that's what I said and uh, there's like a scene you know when Vision gets stabbed yeah. in the back so I'd watched that movie and I'd oh, seen no. it and then I went again to watch it in the 4D and I got stabbed in the back by a machine <laughs> behind you, you know and it's just like oh my god I was that's awful I was shocked yeah and I knew it was coming and I was I, I was wow. even I'd scared I'd hate that I was, I was, it, was, it got me did you turn to dust at the end I'd, I'd get angry I would get so angry uh, no but did two that dust in my face did they no what what <laughs> 4, 4D is basically you're fucked around in a chair for a while. Where was it? In, in Dublin. Oh, gosh. Anywhere, what yeah. was the name of the thing? It was like iSense or XSense or... No, no, it's 4, it's 4, it's 4 3D or it's 4DX or whatever. 4DX, yeah, you get fucked it. around in a chair for a while while they throw smoke and water at you. Wow. Oh, God. That's so stupid. <laughs> I saw Jurassic Park in that Oh, my God. Thing. The one where it's like a, the, the house and the raptors going through the house all the time. It's like Resident Evil, but uh, it was awful. It was an awful experience. Did they actually like bioengineer well, well, dinosaurs and let them loose in the cinema? 
No. Then what's no, the no, point? It's not the one I went to see anyways. It's like that scene in Jurassic oh, Park right. 3 where you just turn to your right and there's a velociraptor there on the airplane next to you. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> Alan! <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where an animatronic velociraptor talks to Alan Grant in an airplane. Do you not remember this? He wakes him up out of his dream. He goes, Alan, wake up. And it's like... It's just like a Twilight Zone reference. <laughs> no. This is actually in Jurassic Park. Nah, it's not. It's not. I'm not believing it. I won't do it. You just want me to believe you on the podcast because I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Everything you say. You're taking advantage of my, my, my uh, goodwill. You're hunting for trust. So next week we have the finale of Loki. I. We will have hopefully had complete resolution. Would be entirely catharsis. I think it would be super meta if they had the leader of the TVA actually just be like Kevin Feige playing himself. That would actually be hilarious. Who is Kevin Feige and how did he rise to power? Oh, he's like the president of Marvel. He's like the producer. Oh, I know, I know who he is. He's like the head of. Oh, but um, I mean, like, who is he and how did he rise to power? Not in the context. No, he's just literally there in his cap, being like, "Okay, this is great, guys. Good job." He, he was Avi Arad's assistant. <laughs> the guy who invented uh, air hockey. Yep. Yes. So that's how he became who he is. He was his assistant on X Men and Spider Man. Yeah. So he became more yeah. popular than Avi Arad, the mm-hmm. man who invented yep. air hockey. Yeah. Incredible. Crazy. And Cree would like to see this man in Loki. I don't know. I think it would be funny. No. I, have to joke I mean, they, like, they, but... for those for those following the comic books, uh, the the uh, Hellfire Club mm-hmm. gala that they did, they they did like a special event comic where everybody oh, went to a gala on. It was uh, beautiful. Krakow, beautiful or wherever stuff. they're living now. And um, we saw all Cree? the dresses. They were kind of treating it like. Uh, Cree, did you see those? those? Like the Met. They were treating it like a. The Met What's Gala. The ball in New York. The Met, Met Ball. Gala, yeah. yeah. The, the Met. So they like had all these MCU characters and all of these sort of pop cultural characters attending this gala on the X Men's Nation Island, which is Krakoa. Uh, planet. I think. It's not. It's not um, an island. And it's, they had Genosha. Genosha was planet the now, island, is but Krakoa or whatever it's called is a planet. I think it's the moon. Wow. Okay. I could be wrong. You know. Well, anyway, um, Kevin Feige was there and Cyclops was pitching no the X Men movie uh-huh. in the comic book. Yeah. Well. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen those designs, you should check them out, Creep. They're awesome. Have you seen them? I've seen a few okay, of them okay, and okay. I, I know it's a thing, but I, I should look it up mm. more because it's a cool idea. Well, the, the, yeah. the, just Fine. the designs, literally Fine. just like, like it, it, kind it, of, it's like high fashion X Men and it's just cool to see. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the fashion nerd version of the 90s when they did like swimsuit issues. It's just like drawing these characters in costumes that you think are cool looking. Any any final business? Any well, closing yeah, business let's, here? Let's just do a rundown of like, so Aiden, Black Widow out of 10. Oh no. Ooh. Favorite uh, bit, seven. worst bit. Favorite bit, um, Florence Pugh anytime she's making fun of fair natasha um i thought it was funny um the specifically the bit where she drops out of the air vent and yeah. lands in the poser yeah, pose and brilliant. comes up out of yeah, it yeah. very like and shakes yeah. it off it's like Ugh, can't believe i did that um very funny mm. uh worst bit um i think that prison break scene just isn't strong i wish it was better it, it should have been it should have been a, a more entertaining bit like she jumps out of the helicopter into a gantry and that nothing she does on that gantry is 
for like it's a, it's a weird or, scene in, yeah in, like she does. She doesn't. She doesn't like. If she had swung down on the rope and grabbed the guardian out of the, the the place in one movement, that would have been a kind of a cool thing. But instead, she lands on a gantry and they fight for five minutes, and the helicopter goes in circles. And yeah, so I think that sequence is my sort of disappointing moment. Um, I do think Olga Kurylenko had a tiny neck sticking out of a stunt person body armor. Yeah. It looked a bit funny. Um, just I, it's kind of. Someone said to me, maybe that's a robot body or something because yeah. she was destroyed in the fire or something. But and like, she's like analyzing. It just, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they they just used a stunt person for ninety nine point nine percent of that character, yeah. and I just wish they'd got a stunt person with a similar physicality and just fuck this mislead bit. Just, yeah, just give us a similar physicality as Olga, and um, because then she just puts the helmet back on and she's another mm. big dude again, you know. Okay, that's anyway. your takeaway. Uh, mm. Brian? Yep. Out of ten? Thumbs up. I don't do numbers or stars. How many numbers? How many thumbs up? It's a thumbs up. Okay. A thumbs uh, up. Your favourite moment? Okay, so that's 50%. <laughs> yeah. Favourite moments, opening escape scene. It's very good. Yes, it is. Yeah, and the Red Guardian comes across as very competent. Yeah, actually, that was a great scene, which is kind of part of why he's disappointing after it. And your low point, Uh, low point, not enough Taskmaster. Definitely. Three out of ten. You don't don't Um, feel obliged because Brian's ruined. I think I'm gonna go again with seven. I'm I'm no good (laughs) with like quantifying my liking of something Mm -hmm. in, in numbers, but. Um, so a thumbs up. Yeah, a thumbs up. And I, but if I had to, I would say I would say like seven, seven out of ten. Okay, favorite moment. Um, ooh, uh, I really liked. I I thought the opening was strong. Um, so the flashback of them, you know, getting away and establishing young Nat and the credits. That was a good one. And then also, I really enjoyed the scene between David Harbour and Florence Pugh as they were like just, you know, he was trying to reach out to her and it was just this really lovely moment, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And then they start singing and it's it's just, it's actually quite a nice moment that brings those two characters together and kind of humanises them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a high point for me. Low point, again, yeah, I'm going to agree with Brian here and say taskmaster was totally underutilized because that's such a cool character it is you yeah, know like yeah. copying other people's like you could have done so much more with that but it was yeah it was kind of wasted yeah they, they show taskmaster watching footage yeah. of people and you see him fighting a bit a little bit but not not to the extent I, I, i'm still saying him you see taskmaster yeah. fighting a bit we see them use like about to we see them like unleash their black panther claws and then it cuts and then it never goes back to it and it's like what and like we're supposed to see we're supposed to see this cool fight scene between like said the escape scene yeah you know it's kind of underwhelming because harbor gets you know the scene just wasn't great and then he gets taken out so quickly at the Mm -hmm. the farmhouse so i was looking forward to this really cool fight scene between taskmaster using black panther's abilities and all this stuff against Captain, um, we're, Captain Soviet Union, essentially, and we never yeah. see. It. Yeah, we were finally going to see this person who he he believes he fought a Captain America in the eighties. So that's a question: who the fuck yeah. was that? But okay, <laughs> yeah, like they they got to the point where they 
they had Florence Pugh tell us that, you know, this character mirrors people's fighting. Yeah. He can fight it's like all your friends. They can enough. fight like all your friends. And this just in breaking news message from Jonathan Byrne in watching the Black Widow. I fell asleep at the start of the third oh. act. He didn't enjoy it. Turd is spelled T-U-R-D. Yeah, I, I, that, was, that was noted. Like poop. Yes. So I guess it's um, no thumbs up from Jonathan Byrne. Thumbs down from Jonathan. <laughs> mm, turds up. Oh, wait, Kevin, what did you think of... Sorry, what's your rating for Black Widow? Um, I, look, because I, like, I went, I, when I went in to see it, somebody told me like I got bad reviews or I heard bad things, you know, and I hate when people say that. I, I hate people putting things out there before I, I avoid these things you know everybody should know i kind of avoid these things unless i ask don't you know that kind of way like but uh, i hate that but i went in and i really enjoyed it you know i i, I was kind of starved for marvel content on the screen and like where these things fit in and it was really nice to see back widow get her own movie that was my favorite bit i think just seeing kind of say more black widow and but particularly pew you know she was yeah. so fucking unreal. Lowest parts, I guess. Um, not enough Red Guardian or Taskmaster. Master. And uh, I didn't like um, suffocating the pig. Oh, yeah. Went down for too long. A final thought on the cinema going experience. Oh, that was going to be my next question. You both went to the cinema, didn't off. you? No, it's a cinema, yeah. Lucky. Uh, 20 minutes of, are you ready? Did you miss us? Do you want to feel more? Do you want to feel Buy more? Buy a Cineworld card. More? We missed you. Feel more. Feel Get yourself more. a oh, coat. There's still time to get a concession. Brutal shit. I w- I'd rather watch it at home. Feel more. See it in 4D. There was... Uh, mm-hmm. I liked being back in the cinema. Uh, there was way less oh, of God, that. It was brutal. It was fine. The only bad thing... The only bad thing about it was... There was a group of maybe five or six teenage girls... And it was in a small screening and like there's a perimeter of one seat around. So it was a daytime showing anyway, so it was pretty quiet. And then on top of that, it wasn't sold out. So, you know, the, the screen was maybe a third, quarter full, maybe. And there was a group of teenage girls. They didn't shut the fuck up for the whole thing. Oh. And I was kind of sitting, I was kind of sitting there going, I was like, do I, I say that. something? Do oh. I leave them alone? And for the most part, they were being quiet enough but by the third act they were being kind of loud and by the time the credits were on and people were sitting there waiting for the post credit scene um they brought the lights halfway up and the, the whole time basically the, the point of all this is i was kind of sitting there going like oh, like am i an asshole if i say something like what do i do or whatever but when the lights came halfway up while people were waiting for the post credit scene you could see everybody in there and everybody sitting in front of me the girls were sitting behind me everybody sitting in front of me was just turning around shooting shooting daggers at yeah. them kind of going will you stop and the film was uh, over and at this point um and then when the post-credit scene actually started somebody did actually tell them to be quiet it was another woman um kind of of similar age told them be quiet but when i was walking out everybody was complaining. so sad oh, no. every everybody every, everybody sat there going should i say something yeah. should i not and the thing is i would Just say go for it my 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 new thing now is I'm gonna yeah. say something because I was sitting there going, am I just being a crank? No, no I, I, not. I give people, I give people loads of leeway through ads and credits. I give people leeway through the 
first yeah. sort of five minutes of a movie but at a certain point i'll go hey listen could you stop because yeah. like people you are know. paying for yeah, it. ads and trailers and like sometimes their mm-hmm. credits things are kind i think once the movie starts try to speak yeah. a little bit quietly at least yeah it, it was crazy though because like they you just don't they, go see a movie it, it, it wasn't just little chit chat. They, they were talking about anything and yeah. everything. Like, what's the like, point of going to a movie? Like, we're why, just going to like. Why are you even here? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But it was, uh, and interesting <laughs> enough, most of the people I heard complaining, like it was, uh, it was other women kind of talking about them saying, like, like you know, I, I kind of, I, I would have felt bad. Guy being criticizing fucking, them. <laughs> you know, a guy in his 30s going to see the. The fucking the comic book kids movie. No, like, no, this is mainstream fucking media. Yeah, no, we have a nerd podcast. <laughs> this is work. I remember seeing Iron yeah. Man too, um, and uh, and I got, it was basically like maybe like five people in the cinema, including myself and my friend who saw it, and maybe one other person. And then there was a couple that were kind of sitting at the back, and like like maybe like six seats down from us or something, you know. And uh, they just talked the entire way during the movie. And at one stage, mm. I was literally just like, okay, this is a joke because like if they didn't want to see the movie. And they were going to talk. Go to a cafe, you know. And I literally, yeah, exactly. I literally just turned around at one stage and just said, "Guys, please, I'm just like, please, I'm just trying to watch it." And oh my god, they just got so upset. And I think they even it encouraged them to kind of go more overboard with it, you know. And I, oh, and and then they, and then they That's left. The other risk and then they did the leave. Yeah, yeah. At a quieter screening, like, like you think yeah. you're out of the. When woods. I went to see, yeah. when I went to see Superbad, oh so many years ago. There was a guy and his girlfriend behind us, and they spent the first fifteen minutes going, "Yeah, this is good, isn't it? Yeah, this is good. I'm enjoying this. It's a good film, isn't it?" And then the phone oh. rang, and he answered the phone, and I said, "Hey, can you please turn the phone off? We're in this cinema." He leaned down to me, "Are you in your mind? I'm on the phone. Shush." <gasps> oh my god! You were definitely on a sketch show that never aired. <laughs> That had, yeah. that had to be a bit Jesus I, I, and then a couple of minutes later they got up and left well thank goodness for I... that that was definitely a bit <laughs> <laughs> I oh Jesus uh, I saw I saw a um, I went to see what movie was it Taken with Liam Neeson and we were literally mm-hmm. in there just yeah you went to see it with him <laughs> yeah you know, he was a teacher That's he used crazy. to teach my man no, oh. my mom's older than him. Why would oh, she nice. teach my mother? But I don't um, know how old you are, your mother is, or Liam. She was a Padawan. You know how old I am. But um, same age as our Lord and Savior. If you don't, if you don't know that, Robert and Michael Doblin. Dead. <laughs> I was gonna go you and McGregor. Who's that? Oh, that's Jesus. Yes. Um, but uh, I went to I went to um, the yeah I saw Lee, I saw Taken. Uh, featuring Liam Neeson and someone said someone shouted up like oh is that your man Michael Collins or something you know and then someone said shut the fuck up and then, and then someone said like two minutes later does anybody smell gas and then the fellow who said it was Michael Collins the woman who said it was Michael Collins she, she screamed at that person to shut the fuck up it was like it was like she was mortified that someone told her to shut the fuck up you know and it's just like then when, these, when somebody said something loud, she took her opportunity to, to put down somebody else. But it was the most nuts thing in the world. It's just kind of like who, who talk, who shouts something in the cinema to get acknowledgement from other people in terms of like, is that your man, Michael Collins? And it's just like, who's gonna turn around and be like, yeah, and it's, you know what I mean? Like it's just so weird. And then someone shouted, "Does anybody else smell gas?" It was so funny. There is there is a, a an interesting question about a generation of ten year olds that would be sort of cinema socialized 
that didn't really get that over the last year and a half. So we might have this whole little like pocket generation of people that don't know how to behave in a cinema. Oh god. Oh, I no. think thanks pandemic. Oh god. I think we've always had it. But these these girls yeah. were fifteen or sixteen, so yeah. no, the people are fucking idiots. Yeah, but we've always had it. We've always had it to be fair, you know. Um, yeah. So the takeaway we is what we we should just get comfortable watching films at home. I like watching films. I mean, at home. I I can't. I just... no, just just you're not the only person who's uncomfortable with the mm. people talking, and you should definitely say it because everybody else is thinking yeah. the same thing. Or just rent out Cinemas a cinema. Are great. I, I, no, right, that's cinema. expensive. Yeah, but just like it's a good goal. Like I'm gonna get rich just purely because I can rent out or build one in your house and then you've got I the mean, big screen you've got the surround sound but you don't have the I don't know what the I don't know what the prices are but I was definitely hearing stories in the states where it's just or maybe in the UK where it's like 100 bucks rent a cinema see a film with your mates we'll put anything on the screen if you you can play playstation like, yeah they do they do that it's in not actually, wow it's not it's not actually that unachievable like you're not going to do it every no. weekend but if you had a party you coming up you got a bunch of people yeah. yeah they do it in the cinema world. you can get the you can get one of the screens and you can play a playstation you can watch a movie whatever for like an hour that's so cool yeah maybe we should do our end of stream uh <laughs> birthday party in the cinema we can invite all seven people we can invi- <laughs> we can invite that we can invite the listener yes yeah <laughs> uh, that listener was actually me that was my question I knew I, it was. I knew 100% it was. I, was. I like, we don't have any listeners. <laughs> it's a nerd podcast. Um, you didn't ask me if I was content this weekend. Hmm? Aiden normally asks me if I'm content. If I'm still content. Oh. oh, yeah, let's get a contentment check from Kevin. Kevin, are you content? Kevin Kevin has decided or announced at one point for the li- for the new listeners joining us. Always remember, Stanley said everyone's comic is somebody's first comic. Um, Kevin uh, decided to announce one time that he had achieved contentment in his life, and we do a little contentment check occasionally. Kevin, um, I've realised that reaching contentment is hard for other people. In terms of like, um, they not might they may they might be, they may not be happy with you, you know, being content. And um, it's it's hard to be content when being content is an issue for people. Um, Are you content? Yes or no? No. 